Welcome to the Mildly Heroic Podcast. Our adventure, Visions of Feindar, is an actual play of the Pathfinder Adventure Path, Iron Fang Invasion. We're glad you joined us. You see, Joseph, most folks believe the rumors that Jaren was there at Coastump, but truthfully... He was deep in the fangwood slaying spiders. Did he really lose an eye to an owl? <laughs> that he did. But that wasn't the only thing. You see... Athletes, stay right where you are. Oh, right. Now, sir, if you'd like to hear one of my ballads, you'll have to wait until tonight and join us at the Pleasant Crest Inn. Or for a small fee, I suppose I Don't could... get ahead of yourself, Ulrich. Kedlos is looking for you. As he now... <laughs> I don't suppose this is related to that Lila business in Tamron. I already told him I was merely an observer. And boy, was it fun to watch unfold. You owe him, Ulrich, and he will collect. You're coming with me to Vain Solitude. Eh, I'll pass. That place is always too dreary. And don't get me started on his decorating. Uh, Ulrich, please. You misunderstand, Bart. He's not asking. Don't point the thing at me. I have nothing to do with this. Alright, you tell him. I still don't see what the problem is. I'm going to Pleasant Crest. Then your cousin here is going to fight in the arena. Alright! Now that sounds like something I want to see. <laughs> Very well. I'm in. Cousin, what are you saying? Oh, don't worry, Yosef. That's fine. Lead the way, good sir. Ugh. Arrogant bard. Just be sure to keep up. Oh, What's going on here? Uh, Yosef, sometimes life deals you a bad hand, and you have to make the most of every card you have. That's what survivors do. No, that's what heroes do. I'll tell you a story to pass the time and inspire you. A bad head? Oh, oh head Kate, what have I got myself into? Last we heard from the heroes of Feindar, they were deep underground and a network of troglodyte tunnels. As they continued exploring the depths, they came across another room with crystals along the walls. A small, gem-like scorpion creature was clawing at the rocks, until it fixed its gaze on the haversack Nayari was carrying. Excitedly, it scurried towards her, leaping up to grasp the bag. Nayari scampered around the room, hollering at her companions to help her. Orin was beside himself. Theros awkwardly approached, unsure of what to do. Aiden strode forward to aid her, but the creature was quick. It pulled an item or two from the haversack, displeased, and tossed them aside. Thoroughly frustrated, Nayari struck the creature, and it retaliated. Finally, Orin demanded Nayari surrender the bag, and he dumped its contents onto the cave floor. The creature snatched up the large amethyst gem they had discovered earlier, and disappeared into the darkness. However, tensions rose amidst the group. What are we going to do about him, though? If we are going to have 
everyone from Vaindar come here. He can't be here. It's funny how you had no qualms about killing anything else in these caves. But the moment we get to this thing, suddenly it's not okay anymore. I don't understand. I think there's something to be said about defending oneself and lashing out. Was that not what all these creatures were doing up above? We came to their home! We came to their home and started to kill them. I would defend myself in that situation. But no, it was fine back then. They attacked us first. That's... She was in the forest! That's a crime? That doesn't give us reason to come to their home and slaughter them. But we did it anyway because the people need a place to go. And we justified it by saying that. Another means of negotiating with them. I don't believe any of us would have taken that route of killing them, but... We didn't even try. We came here, and we just started to kill them. And I'm not saying that was wrong. I don't see that as wrong. But you cannot tell me that that was okay, and then that this is wrong. That is where I do not agree. There's a clear difference. It's foolish to act like there's not. That's alright, then I'll just be foolish. I, I do not believe what you're saying is wrong, Nayari. I don't think attacking it would have been a problem, but it seemed that there might be another solution, so we might as well try. With the troglodytes, it did not seem so evident that another option existed. I do not understand. They never came to our camp. Other things have come to our camp. We came across Gashmaw? We did not seek him out to kill him. I, I just... We did not seek after that cat that attacked us? I, I, I don't understand. I, I can see if it came to our camp and attacked people in our camp, then that's justified. And yes, it attacked Kynings, so we dealt with those ones there. But then for us to seek out their home and get justice on them, revenge on them, whatever you call it, I don't see it as the same thing. Niari, I do not think that you are foolish, but it is not true everything you said. I have... I will kill Gashma. I will take care of that other beast too. And... I, I, I understand, Niari, it's the frustration, but we're all doing our best to figure it out together. Th that is where we are. I wonder about what we did today. But the problem is, what's done is done. And there is no way we could have talked to them. And you saw the bird that flew back. I can't take the chance of what it might said about us. Seeing all those corpses and bones up above, it's obvious they were killing other humans and humanoid people. We are just as much a threat as they are to us. But in this case, the balance is swayed. Nature has a point to it, and I think we do our best to maintain that balance. Maybe it was upset by us coming into this cave, but I do not know. I will decide what is right and wrong for myself. I don't need you, any of you, to tell me what is right or wrong. That is what freedom is, Niari. But if we want to work together to ensure that life for Nirmathis, then that means we have to set aside our own freedoms, I think. 
And that hurts, Niari. I don't want to do that either. I want to live the way I want to. But we have more than ourselves to consider now. But it's a different time. We are fighting for a future where you can live free. But that was taken from us. Aiden, I think you forget. I am not near Mothi. And these people in our camp may tie me to this place now. But I have no ties to Nirmothis. And yes, I may have a vendetta against the Hobgoblins, but I care nothing for this conflict with Molthoon. It's not about Molthoon. It's about all of it. And you know what? If you don't want to fight our fight, then don't. That's fine. But if you're going to be here, then we all have to work together. And he's looking to the whole party now. I, I, I understand that, Orin, you're from Kragadon, and I understand that you have your own problems. And, Yari, I understand that, that you have your own pain. And Theros, too. But if you're here with these people, then I think you have to do more. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. You can go. That's rich. You talk about working together as a team, and you just let me flounder with this creature here. You never trusted what I wanted to do. You never helped me. You laughed at me. I did not laugh at you. It doesn't matter who laughed. I felt that. And you know what? I will help us. I will help us survive. I'm just over this. I'm just over this. And I'm over running for our lives. And it wasn't supposed to be like this when I left home. It was supposed to be good. I was supposed to be with my brother and my best friend, and we were supposed to find somewhere to settle down, and they were going to get married, and I was going to get married, and we were going to live peaceful lives, and all I've done since then is fight and watch my friends and my family die. And I'm sick of it. I'm tired of this. It is fine to be tired, Niari. It has not been easy for us. That is true. Their spirits burdened and weary, they trudged on, opening a set of massive doors. To their dismay, they discovered it was full of troglodytes, including the real dead mother. Swords and clubs clashed, spells were slung. The dead mother assaulted our heroes with an onslaught of magic. One by one, they traded blows. And one by one, both sides went down. Aiden collapsed. Orin was struck. Theros managed to revive Aiden before also falling unconscious. Soon the only ones still standing were Nayari, Aiden, Volus, and the Dead Mother. Nayari raged and swung her battle axe. Aiden raised his sword. Volus roared and slashed at the reptilian queen. Panicking, she fled the room. Nayari and Aiden pursued and fired arrows after her. The Dan Mother wept around and pelted Aiden with magical stones, knocking him to the ground. Volus and Nayari made their final attacks, their lives hanging by a thread. 
the mother troll lay defeated, and all was still once more. Nayari scrambled around the bodies littered around the room, searching desperately for a means to heal her friends. But I wonder, will it be enough to save them? Well, Nayari, you're up. <laughs> in my stomach. Like, oh my gosh. Ooh, we push. have two people uh, still conscious in the party here. Nayari, who's at a quarter of her health, and Volus, who's at very, very low. Uh, Nayari was able to find three different sets of potions, and she attempted to identify each of them. And by luck... <laughs> the, the only set that she successfully managed to identify was the set that she needed to find. So, Nayara, you are there surrounded by the unconscious uh, bodies of your allies, and you have two potions of cure moderate wounds. Who is she going to save first? I wonder. What are you, you going to do? I drink them both. Yeah, I, I do it. I go, ahead and, go ahead and roll. I had it written down on a piece of paper, actually. We already changed one. I thought you were going to give another one to Volus. That was yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> You're Volus there now. Now it's the adventures of Nyari and Volus from now on. <laughs> they just run off. She <laughs> took a defined bond they had with the druid. No, she took a level of druid as at fourth level. Oh, yeah. Now. <laughs> Volus is my animal companion. Well, this is my animal companion now. <laughs> I don't want to play with you anymore. She grabs Terrence's face. I'm the druid now. <laughs> oh, no. oh me. man. Look at me. I'm the druid. Oh. <laughs> to his unconscious body. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like... <laughs> um. Alright, so Nayari kind of taste the potion and it triggers in her mind a familiar flavor she's had this many times before so she knows this is a uh, curing potion she doesn't know necessarily how powerful it is but she knows that this is what she needs to bring someone back up and she's going to look at um the <laughs> kind of the carnage around her and she's trying to think about what to do and acting on instinct she's going to um, walk over to Theros and she's going to give him the first of the potions okay go ahead and roll 2d8 plus 3 I almost rolled 2d98 because no. a fat finger nope <laughs> oh my gosh it's so just nice. barely gets me up <laughs> <laughs> he was at negative 7 and he just got eight hit points back. What does this look like? Oops, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not dead. I'm not dead yet. I'm getting better. Inflict, inflict moderate wounds. Oh, man. So you pour the, the potion down his unconscious body. Oh, it's such like a gruesome image to actually, like, imagine trying to make someone unconscious drink something Ugh. and not choke them. <laughs> yeah. And while she's doing this her hands are shaking so bad that when oh, she kind man. of pulls out the the stopper of this it's you know flinging part of this potion on the ground and she's white as a sheet and she gives it to theros and he comes up 
yeah, and yeah. she <laughs> he'll, he'll barely come down you know conscious of just <coughs> Nari Nari what happened are you alright where's Volus and just He's looking around fine we're both fine and I, the others I, I don't know I think they're still alive but I I, I don't know help, I help me up I could use the wand okay there's this too if you need this potion I think it will help as well she'll help him stand up and I can't face them, Theros. You're gonna have to do it. I can't face them. Face who? Warren and Iden. The last words I spoke to them were an argument. I can't face them. I Uh, almost lost my closest friends again. I understand. He'll just hobble over <laughs> to Orin and uh, use the wand of cure light wounds. So okay. That's a roll 1d8 plus 1. Oh, yes! Yeah, still got it, baby! Actually. What? <laughs> I've rolled like top top Three in feeling. a row. Three yeah. in a row now. You've got in max heal. There we go. Are you typing it right? Did you mess up? <laughs> I'm no, sorry. All right. I have like, to... Is that accurate? That doesn't seem accurate. While we're still joking, I have to include Kyoto. My friend in the chat said, you know, I would be terrible at playing games like this. I would be so out of character. Here, Saki, grab me wand and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it'd be so much easier to play it that way. (laughs) It's much harder like this, trust me. (laughs) Uh, So, so yeah, is that enough to get Orin conscious? It is. Yes. Hang on one second. Orin's looking better than you are now. And uh, while Orin's getting, standing up and getting his bearings, he's going to also use the wand on Aiden. Orin, while he's getting up, nice. Torog's tongs that hurt, <laughs> and stands up. That's gonna be a new catchphrase, by the way. <laughs> I like it. That's a good Torog's one. Torog's tongs <laughs> coming at you. That's a oh new my catchphrase. God. I love you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just put a little trademark on that. Stability, yeah. Yep. Torog's tongs. Is that enough to get Aiden conscious as well? He regains consciousness. Um... (sighs) (laughs) Thank you, Theros. And he'll uh, slowly sit up and uh, go to stand up on his own. Immediately, uh, as soon as he's regained consciousness, even though he's probably kind of like half stumbling, he, he's closing these doors here and uh, like taking a sense of, of the perimeter and their surroundings, making sure everyone who's here is dead and, you know, 
that there's no other immediate threats. So Aiden's kind of a little bit just quietly freaking out <laughs> and taking care of that. Yes, and uh, I did clear out all of the tokens from the battle, but there are half a dozen bodies of chocolateites. Uh, they are dead at this point. Yeah, or if not, he's, if he's got already. A, yeah, he's I, got a I'm, he's got a yeah. dagger out, and he's just slitting necks that he that he see. Like if they look at all alive, he's slitting the neck. Yep. Just is got a narrow, kind of terrifying focus as he's going through. Yep, you go around and you ensure that you guys are in a temporarily safe position at the very least. Nayori, do you need any healing? Probably. Well, there's eight. <laughs> well, there's eight. <laughs> he just did it. Oh, that was Before for that answer. was for uh, that was for Theros. He just oh, okay. to 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 use my phrase from the other day. He just topped himself off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, to handle this, <laughs> no, to handle this a little bit out of game. Why don't we say what our HPs are, and so he knows how much to heal as we role play at the rest of the scenes. I am at one of thirty-seven. Okay, um, that's Four for you, Nayari. This is for I'm you, a... Aiden. Oh, wait, four for me? Four for Nari, yes. yes. Look at Nine this guy, Maxon. He maxes for everyone except for Volus and Nayari, the two that were the ones that basically saved everybody else. I think everybody else can get eight. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 you know, for Nayari and the bear, the ones that saved everybody. A little no pat on our back. No, no big deal. <laughs> nah. <laughs> that is 100% out of character. We kill all trogs. That's no for uh, Aiden. Or wait, which one? No, nine was for Aiden. Sorry, the six is for Nayari again. What am I, chopped liver? Yeah. I'm what working is on it. What I, is this, I what have is this to keep updating how many system? uses I've, I've, I've <laughs> done. Uh, I'm at 24 uses oh. left on the wand. There, there is the other... We have gone through that. Mm -hmm. That was a full wand when we got it. We go back to Veld and we're like, hey, this is for you. We got Orin. another one of those wands. Six for you, Orin. <laughs> we're going to need it. Um, there is a, the potion, the other cure mod potion. Right. The wand that started with 50 uses. By the way, to anybody listening later or now. <laughs> <laughs> or ever. Please our podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube later. <laughs> smooth, smooth, smooth. We're just desperately trying to break the tension right now because like, we're all just coming it. down off of it still. <laughs> so we're like, ah, is it that funny? <laughs> How are we going to address the elephant in the room? <laughs> uh, uh, let's let's remain out of character as long as possible. <laughs> as long as possible to avoid the uncomfortable interactions that are certainly soon to come. Oh man! I mean, Theros isn't gonna break the ice. He's a freaking introvert. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was so good, guys. Oh man, I still feel it though. <laughs> um, yeah, That's six for Orin. So I could probably use. Three or, I was gonna say three or four more. Three, three or four more. So if you just want to roll three d eight plus four, and I'll take it. I mean, maybe we should save the wand and just like go back to camp and 
rest. Yeah. So we're I mean, yeah. not going to explore those two doors? <laughs> no. <laughs> not not yet. Um <laughs> Be my guest, Orin. <laughs> be my guest. Um I think that mm. we should probably roleplay this. Yeah, we should roleplay this out because yeah. I Real I, quick, Jason, what's this thing? Was this a statue of something? Or is this a flavor statue? That is another one of those statues that looks like a it's it's very similar to the statue in the other large antechamber that you guys first came into. Okay. Um, it's slightly different, like a different pose, but it's it's very similar. It's the same insectoid creature? Yes. Oh, I don't like it. Uh, I, I think we need to go back to camp. I don't think we should stay here. Jason, We're in I, over our heads. I agree. Uh, as they're talking, I want to look. Do there seem to be tracks going into this door here? Like more footsteps and stuff. You know how I checked in this one and they seem to be coming in. Does there seem to be more commotion or more people that way? They go there. Uh, go ahead and roll a survival check. Yep. I'll aid. Ooh, with half my level. Yeah, half <laughs> my level of the track added on top of that. So am I level four Damn now or not boy. quite rest? Uh, functionally, we'll we'll keep you guys doing things at level four just for the ease of things. But yeah, because yeah. I just realized I'm about to rank in that too. So yeah, yeah I, no, that's I, fine. I have to that's be level fine. four, right? So yeah, so with that roll, you are able to, um, and it was going to be a hard DC because an entire battle was fought in this room. Uh, spells were cast, like stone call and all of that. Um, so the, it is extremely difficult to discern what footsteps were naturally going from door to door or which ones were just tread through the battle or, or all that. Right. Um, but you are able to discern that uh, there are a fair number of, of somewhat recent footprints that lead up to the door. And these doors actually do have little scratchings on the ground that you can see they have been pulled open in the past. So uh, you get a, you get a good sense that probably some creatures have come and gone from this doorway. While she's talking, I'm going to go and uh, listen at the door um, and see if there's anything on the other side of it, if I, I can't hear or if that ethereal moan is there or anything like that. Okay. Perception? Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I was oh, just, just on it today, I guess. Goodness. You That's a 22. hear complete silence on the other side of the door. And let me just go through and describe this room and the door again, just so you guys have a good mental yeah. picture of what you're looking at. After the dragons, <laughs> let's not. Okay, let's just not. So, enormous salt crystals hang from the ceiling here, glittering in the light of a glowing blue crystal set in an inhuman insecta insect-like statue in the center of the floor. Mist drifts along the floor of this circular. Uh, chamber swirling in the gentle currents of air. The western wall has collapsed into stony debris, but on the eastern wall is a carving of a huge withered dragon's face leering above a metallic door set deep in the stone. Woven mats made of dried grasses cover the floor, while bundles of dried herbs hang from the walls, filling the room with a pungent, grassy odor. And as you're listening at this door, this, this door to the east of the room is otherworldly in the largely stone chamber. 
because it is made of polished blue steel. And it is decorated with a ring of pictograms. And at the center is a depiction of an unusual head with bulging eyes and wisps of hair that radiate in every direction. The head looks at once like an insect and an old woman. And it's and if you kind of touch it a little bit, it spins freely on the wall. And the wheel of pictograms around it depicts a beetle, a rock, a wedge, a hammer, a crying face, a flame, a claw, a door, a metal bar, a figure standing in triumph, and a bottle. Wow. Uh, uh, okay. <clears throat> um, and so is it like a puzzle? I would say, is this statue remind us of the other weird creature that we saw? Yeah, he's the other, at the beginning. The yeah. other statue. I, I don't this know if one. you mean the. Yeah, the. It, it is similar to the statue from the room you first entered, the one with the gelatinous. The ooze room. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a different pose, but it is like this insect-like creature with four arms. Does this face match the head of that, or is it something else? And hmm. does it ring any bells? It doesn't look exactly the same it, it has a distinct difference to it because it does look insectoid but it's got like bulging eyes and like wisps of hair and whatnot so you don't know if it's supposed to be the same creature or or not it's it's kind of hard to make out and I can't piece anything together about this either like the face no, I don't. I don't believe so. Again, Arcana, so it, religion, uh, nature is, and maybe engineering. That's all I have. Even even if you had maxed out any of your knowledges, you wouldn't have the slightest of clues, especially regarding that statue of the insect creature. Creature, if you tried to identify that, you have no chance. And can I identify any of these, uh, like the pictures that are around the wheel and what they symbolize, maybe, or just that this, there are pictures. You can, you can see all the pictures. You know what all the pictures are. You probably okay. don't know what they symbolize, but gotcha. Okay. And uh, if I push very gently on the door, it appears locked. It does not open. Correct. Okay. Hmm. Did you? You said, Jason, that at this time we would not be able to get back to camp tonight. Because you pressed on? Probably not. If you had gone back right after the the forge fight, you probably could have just made it, but you kept going forward. You looked at that room with all of the depictions, of the, like the columns of text that you didn't know what they were, uh, the room after that with the moaning, the fight with the crystal, the fight here... Uh, so you could maybe start making it back, but it would be a very, very late night if you were to do that. You'd be traveling in the dark for the last ways. Oh, we're already in the dark. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't wonder, and maybe we'll bring it up, about camping somewhere around here. Not very far. Not going back all the way. This seems like a nice room. There's uh, no way Nayari's gonna stay the night in the cave. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That one's gonna get by me. Well, maybe, maybe I don't know. Theros would not be uh, too thrilled of it either. 
So, I, I can I, I play with the little pictogram thing that spins? Yeah, if you go up to it, you can start to kind of move it around and whatnot, and it kind of it does one of those things where you can spin it and then it kind of like locks into place a little bit as it points to one of the pictures, but then you can spin it again. So it's kind of like, uh, like it doesn't just spin freely like a top. Like it, it definitely has notches at each of the pictures, okay. but you can spin it around however you like back and what forth. What are the and, pictures? Uh, here, I wonder. You don't want to write. You don't want to write these down. There's a lot of them. Yeah. While he's working on that, Jace, can I take a knowledge? dungeoneering check to get a sense of like how much more we have to see like the scope of how much I expect to find uh, you, you get what I'm asking like um, if we're nearing the end of this structure or if we are you know at the very small entrance of what could be a whole underground city uh, you know like what's can you gauge the scope at all um sure go ahead and make a check dungeoneering Yes. Okay, because I can also do geography, whatever you think would fit better for this kind of thing. What is a craying face? <laughs> is that I accurate? Was, I was, crying? I was, it's crying. I was speed oh, typing okay. as I was listening okay. to Josh also ask what he was doing. 19, probably one shot of the DC. <laughs> That's the first thing I pictured you, too, Justin. <laughs> you have uh, no idea because at this point you're probably a hundred, maybe a little bit more feet below the surface. And this is a like crafted set of rooms and and chambers. You have there. There's as far as I'm aware, nothing you could possibly do to estimate how long this is. There's there's nothing you could think of right. because for all you know, this this door opens to another door, which opens to another door, and just keeps going on. There's nothing. Good. There's no boundary to how far you can go when you're this far underground. You could just keep building out if you wanted. So you have no idea how much further you technically have to go. I think we should return to the surface for the night. I don't like the idea of being ambushed down here in the dark. I don't want to be here any longer. Aiden is going to slowly open this door as they're talking and check out on that crystal beast. Okay. Is it still there? Yeah, it's still there in the corner. Okay. Orin, will you be joining us? I suppose. Uh, Iden nods and uh, will lead the way as we backtrack where we've been since he has the light. <sighs> doors are naturally inquisitive though we're just leaving doors with puzzles on them don't worry Oren we will return Thinking of <laughs> that sweet. wasn't in character that was Justin just being like I want to know what that puzzle is I care more about the puzzle than I do the thing behind the door I'm going to squeeze through just to make sure that we verify that that goes around the right way yep <laughs> so you just slowly making your way back up to the surface then well, yeah. Aiden is going to ask them to hold up one second as he's going to double back around. And does this, like, keep going, or is there a door there? So you, when, when you had looked before, you saw that there were... Um, if I can get the exact wording... It, like, it went down. It sloped down, you were saying. Yeah, so... Uh, 
to to the east the room descends down to at a steep angle to a tunnel and a low ethereal moan raises from the rises from the cold depths a barricade built of masonry blocks and crudely quarried chunks of stone partially blocks this wide low tunnel in the south but there is like enough there is enough of a gap that you could walk through like but there's like a barricade that's been set up so creatures of larger size than you probably would have difficulty getting through that barrier but you could you could probably squeeze through without too much issue and keep going forward if you wished and taking a check there i also want to look for tracks and see if anything goes that way okay roll another survival yeah so 26 um a couple not not nearly as much as tracks going north and south of the previous room um there's like a handful of tracks maybe but probably none of them were recent okay he's gonna mark with chalk again here kind of like a we like a box with an arrow like we haven't gone down that way over here on this side he'll mark some kind of symbol that matches a symbol on this side with like an arrow meaning like a throughway kind of thing. Oh. He's going to start marking some spots and um, a part of him, like if we double back here, he's curious if they'll be messed with at all. Like that's also part of his wonderings. Okay. Then you guys continue out here and you make it back to the room with all of the columns of texts that you uh, are not able to decipher and you can keep going into the next room where you had fought the gelatinous cube and you can begin to ascend the chiseled staircase real quick it's dark yeah I remember an old trick I am going to leave a single gold coin on the floor over there as we make our way out just a single gold coin Okay, mark that off on your sheet Yep, I did. I'm just going to put it kind of like, you know, hidden but visible, if that makes sense. Oh, this darn hex map. It's been so long since we've been back. <laughs> it oh feels like gosh, forever. I forgot, I forgot that this was how we played a majority of this campaign so far. <laughs> I feel a sense of relief. Uh, of seeing an old friend again. <laughs> I don't. Because I, I, I think I think I cave. Well, I think Aiden wants to camp at the foot of the cave or the entrance. The like mouth? Pretty, yeah, the mouth, yeah, pretty darn close to it. Yeah. I would say that you have maybe four hexes of movement left. Yeah, I have no intention of really using them except for maybe to scout our immediate surroundings. So maybe we I do that, but I think I want to Where's the camp? Stay here. here. Yep. Yeah. Where's the camp. Okay. We moved it a little bit if I remember correctly. What's on top of it? That's the oh, hunter. that's the camp. Oh, the they're, they're still at, they're still at the hunter's cabin. Yeah. So we have four hexes of movement. Um, yeah. Iden will suggest that they start making camp, and then maybe some of us scout out our immediate surroundings, kind of thing. Is that Shrieker mushroom still active? Yeah, so as you guys walk by it, it does shout out again, being triggered by your movement. Yep. By the movement alone? I thought it was the light. 
It's by both. I believe you guys rolled a high enough to identify that it is triggered by light and by movement. So we'll know if they come to us from the foot of the from the mouth of the cave. If so, anything tries to leave the cave, yeah. So we'll we'll hear it all the same. Where's camp again? Right here. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So mechanically speaking, my vote would be, well, to to go to unexplored terrain takes double movement. So I would have Iden kind of scout these spots out. You know what I mean? And then just come back to camp, effectively, or something like okay. that. So, Assuming you let me like cheat a little bit technically on the movement, you know what I mean? Nope, you'd have to either send two people out or only do one. Okay, because but we could double like this way, right? Yeah, but then you wouldn't make it back in time. You Just only have one, four hexes. Two, three. F- oh, you're right. You're oh, I see. Oh, oh, four, 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 four. Right. Yep. So it'd be one, two, three to come back. Yes. Nairi is not going to advise. She's exhausted. She doesn't right. want to do any strenuous exploration. She just wants to rest. I don't want to explore anything either. I just want to get a bearing on our surroundings. So if no one volunteers, I think Aiden will be like, you know, you guys set up camp. I'm going to make sure no one's going to be sneaking up uh, from a place we don't expect kind of thing. And yeah. set up a little bit of a wider perimeter if he can. Okay, sounds good to me. Okay, so you're you're intending to explore one of these hexes, either to the north or south, and then yeah. head back. Yep. Okay, and which one? Not trying to get involved in anything. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, south. South. North. <laughs> All right. So do you want to roll? survival, perception, <laughs> or stealth for this, Jace. I want you to roll all three. I thought so. Oh, I'd no. actually like Aiden to go east. I thought that that might yes. be the case. Off the map. Off and I don't, the map. I don't have my uh, yikes. I wonder what would happen if I took off my breastplate, how that would affect my stealth. It would still... probably help quite a bit. It says that it'd still be zero, but I don't think that's right. Well, probably because you're carrying so much You're carrying crap. a million pounds of stuff. Oh, yes. Okay, so let's say I drop off some of that as well real quick. Let's just... Uh... Oh, I have 12 provision points, so let's just drop those off at camp. Um, yeah, and, you know, I get my gear down a little bit, you know. Is Jasper around? He's yeah, there. you left him out here. He's, he's uh, still tied up outside <laughs> okay so I drop off I give the per that's a good sign per, yeah that's a good sign is right so I get my Actually, you probably wouldn't have tied him up you probably have trained him to stay in the area yeah. so you can call him because if you tied him up he'd probably just get killed yeah no he's not yeah, tied you up. you call for him and he's able to come back to you awesome. it's a different horse that comes it's roach <laughs> well yeah, it depends on what time. yeah it depends on what skin I'm using for Breath of the Wild <laughs> I was gonna say it's Red Dead Redemption's horse shows yeah. up you're gonna be alright girl um so we get rid of that <laughs> and let's say that I'm able to you know get my get back down to a light load let's say so let's get that as low as we can how does that help things um, let's get rid of that as well. 
Okay. So if I get rid of my light, it gets down to a light load. Exploring? Yeah, I think. Unless you wanted to tag along, but uh, I think no, that I was just no offense, Question. but no. <laughs> um, in that same time frame, would Orin be able to go down and study that written language in the cave? Um, in the amount of time that he's exploring, probably, yeah, yeah, probably. Orin would like to do that. Okay. okay. Orin, Orin can go back into the cave and uh, take a look at that while Iden is. I'll be right back. Scout out, out. Of, out of game. What do you guys think? Should I leave the breastplate on, or should I take it off for the higher stealth roll? <laughs> take it off for the higher stealth roll. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that improves my movement speed too, Jace. So I don't have to roll endurance checks. Yes. So, well, he's really trying to to lay low, avoid conflict, stay <laughs> out of the way, just see what's there, kind of thing. And I get uh, my favorite terrain bonus back. So that's going to yes. help a little bit. So yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel a little bit more... Co- I'm going to do some ranger things, you know? Do See how good you are at doing your ranger things. Yeah. Ranger stuff. And he runs into York on his own. Can I, I uh, take I 10 on one of these? If you're comfortable with taking 10. Uh, I'm trying to think what narratively will be the best... Um, yeah, I'm going to take 10 on survival at least. So if you want to keep track of them, that's a 21. Okay. <laughs> and rage shadow legends. <laughs> um, <laughs> stealth, I'll go ahead and roll. Ooh, yes. That's good choice. Good. Ooh, that's a 28 for those of you listening on the podcast. And uh, perception. Natural 20. I don't think I could take 20 here. And I don't see him taking. 10 i think he's gonna try his best and so i'll leave it to fate okay 26 okay so i'll reveal that hex and Hmm. okay (laughs) oh boy oh Uh -oh. no i'm gonna roll something else now oh no i ain't afraid of no ghost I was thinking with the uh, with the roll you had, I would reduce the chances to like really low. It's but, not even an opposed check; you just roll it at flat d hundred for me. Oh man! But uh, an eight is less than ten percent. Four against us, right? So I get spotted, or I run into something. Let's see. You're still okay. That's a good stealth roll. You are traveling down, scouting around down here, and with a 21 survival, you're able to uh, pretty easily look around your surroundings. With your perception roll of 26, you spot things pretty well. Let me roll another one of these, actually, because... Sure. Also, um, I didn't say it, but if Niari's okay with it, he would have taken the moderate potion with him and just clipped it as he goes out. So as you She are... didn't have it. She gave it to Theros. Oh, right. takes it from him, then. Yep. <laughs> Kobe? So as you are exploring this uh, southern bit here, uh, you hear a noise a couple hundred feet in front of you to further to the south okay like a like a branch 
cracking on the ground. And you're able to look into the distance and it's it's not dark yet, so you're able to see just barely the figure of what looks to be a very, very large feline creature. And it looks familiar. Yeah. Like the creature that you had fought before that had escaped. And you're looking at this creature and it looks like it is currently getting further from you. It is moving towards the south. So if you do nothing, it will not be coming towards your camp. It's going the other direction. But you can see it probably 200 feet deeper into the forest. Actually, no, 100 feet deeper in the forest. The forest is too thick for you to see much further than that. So it's 100 feet away. It has not noticed you, and it is currently slowly stalking towards the south. Do you do you make any movements, or do you stay still? Directly south, or like yeah. southwest? When you, when, you, when you say south, Direct, like, directly towards, south. Towards camp or down this way? More like... Ooh, I didn't mean to do that. Get onto the right thing here. More like in this direction. Okay. Okay, I can live with that. So he's just going to freeze. Watch him. Okay. Because the last time he saw him was all the way over here, right? Yes. So this is a surprise to him that it would cover that much distance. Yeah. That much land. It really implies that he's got to take care of him before... Unless we move as a group all the people back through, we really got to take care of that. So he's going to watch. Roll a knowledge arcana check. Absolutely. Um, Untrained, so it's just going to be my intelligence. Um, Do I turn on favorite enemy for it? I don't know. Let's just say I do. I think so. I think you get your favorite enemy bonus on knowledge checks. Okay. Or, Or it just lets you do it untrained and you don't get the bonus. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't know. Yeah, I was familiar with this one. Yeah, so you, you're you not 100% sure what this creature is, so you have no idea what might have caused it to be all the way out here. You don't know if it just has a naturally very large territory. You don't know if it is a type of creature who doesn't really have a territory. It just wanders around. You don't know if it's been driven away from its territory. There's a, there's a number of possibilities going through your head, but you don't have the information or the, the knowledge on this type of creature to narrow it down at all. Well, I think um, he is reminded, too, of the other creature that they saw creating up dimensions and like blipping all around. I mean, it's not actually planar. He knows that, but who knows what it's capable of. You know what I mean? And as you're standing there watching it being very, very, very still and... Again, very lucky with uh, your 28 stealth there. You beat its 22 <laughs> perception. Um, Good thing I didn't take 10 on that. Yeah, that's why I was asking if you were comfortable with taking 10. Um, as you're watching it, it, it gets very still at a, at a moment. And then further into the forest, you can't hear, but you hear another... Uh, you can't see, but you hear another noise uh, of like maybe a hooved animal that like springs further into the distance and as soon as that noise happens this creature lunges out into the darkness and chases after it further to the south in the direction that I indicated and within a minute they're gone maybe it was Gashma, who knows it would have been really really bad if like it started attacking one of the stragglers from, from Feindar that 
is somewhere in the penguin that we don't know about and it's just like attacked a human oh that'd be rough um i'm gonna check my inventory and i don't know if i have <laughs> the ability to do this but maybe he has the know-how and the ability to like gather from his surroundings mechanically speaking i have one more hex of movement that i won't end up using can i take some time to maybe uh like set up like a like a trap or something like that like a like not a like using some rope and a tree or something like that to set up one of those hang ones or something uh with a survival check maybe like a like a small game trap no one that could catch a larger animal that's why i'm asking small game i'm sure i could do but it's to catch like a medium-sized creature um see that's tough because there's that one ranger archetype that's designed to let you make traps uh i wonder uh, i'd have to look it up i'm sure there's traps you can make with like dcs and stuff but you might i'd I'd imagine there are but there is i uh, the only thing that i know about that type of thing is that there's an archetype for the ranger that replaces spells that lets you make traps like that so i don't know if that's supposed to be something that they just can do easier or if there are rules for it right um i would say that i would let you make a check to do that but even if you succeeded given that it's not necessarily your expertise there's it's not going to be a perfect trap like there's not going right. to be a guarantee that it'll catch something and even with a rope trap trap like that a creature that large it would be very very difficult to right. hem in it's a very powerful looking creature it might be able to just tear free anyways right uh, so it, would maybe, be, it would have to be a very heavy duty trap so maybe taking stock of uh his available resources um and realizing it might not be as effective as he's hoping he is um going to leave it alone i just stumbled back okay and as Aiden is returning, Oren is down there studying the uh, the inscriptions on the walls. And again, Oren, these these uh, inscriptions are in a language that you don't quite understand, but there is a a hint of familiarity to it. Um, and if you would like, you could make a linguistics check to uh, decipher these. Sure. Does he have time to take 20 or can he not? I would say given how late it is, he does not have a chance to take 20 on it Ooh. today. <laughs> I rolled a one. Oh okay. boy. Just like but, my style. But maybe if we come back. If you yeah. were to come back and take a, 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 a deeper look at it, you probably could, but being down there alone in a cave that has not yet fully been discovered there's a little bit maybe of paranoia there yeah um and you know that you can't you know you can't stay down there forever died (laughs) yeah and you know you can't stay down there forever so you kind of just going back and you're getting a second look and you're realizing that you definitely would have to spend a, a good chunk of time to to fully uh get these but again you get the sense that you could probably do it. It's just going to take more time than you currently have available. Okay, I'll head back to the surface then. Okay, so you all got you all reconvene in your camp at the surface here, out, outside the cave, uh, and do you know Yari and Theros have anything they wanted to do while they're sitting up camp? Role play moment or anything? 
Well, you know what Theros is doing. <laughs> He's brewing tea. <laughs> of course. Sarah, anything from here? She's quiet. Yeah, Theros is exhausted. He's not going to be saying anything uh, at this point unless prompted by someone else to. He's he's spent. I think everyone's spent. And so you all reconvene and at this point it's it's getting close to night. So you guys all decide on on watches and watch order and all of that. And you take the night and you rest. And the night passes fairly quietly. You don't hear anything approaching the camp. And as time goes, each of you take your watch and eventually the sun begins to, the light begins to peer through the canopy of trees. And the morning comes and you are all able to get uh, a full night's rest outside the cave here. Um, so now uh, that you've all w- woken up, you can first off gain your your resting hit points. It's your level plus your con. Yay! Level four. I don't yeah. know if we like if you go to configuration and just hit rest. I think it does. No, that just resets your daily uses of abilities. Well, yes. that would also work. It's just like if you had like three out of four uses of this thing, it'll reset it back to zero out of four. So it's your level plus your con? Yeah. Yes. And um, I don't know when this would happen mechanically as far as like watches and stuff. But as you guys are are waking up, Aiden would have gotten up incredibly early, probably before daybreak just about. And will be like, I don't know firing arrows into a tree for like hours just over and over and over and over and over and kind of for the first time being more serious about his training on a day-to-day basis and not just some vague abstract thing he's working towards yep probably hung something up from a rope and put it on a tree branch as a target is um nayari still suffering from wisdom damage Oh, I did get some of that back, didn't I? You will get some of that back. I also think she's only at three now because she had four and she just regained one from the night. So I'm still a minus two. You're still a minus one penalty, but you have three wisdom damage. Minus two. Oh, no, a minus. Because I had four. Yeah, so now you're at three. Right. You only have a minus one penalty. Right. It's for every two points of wisdom, every two oh, points okay. of ability damage. So you only have. And I two. did have some residual con, but that's gone as well. Yep. So you just have the three wisdom damage, I believe, at this point. Right. Also, I get some back of my decks. Yeah, you get one. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. All uh, right. We got some fortitude saves here. Because you still are poisoned. So you did take. An anti-plague or an anti-toxin, correct? Yeah. yeah. So you get a plus five alchemical bonus, I believe, correct? That's how that one works. That's not one of the ones where you get the roll twice. It's the bonus yeah. on the save. I think so. Maybe. 
anti-toxin? Yes, if you drink a vial, you get a plus five alchemical bonus on fortitude saves against poison for an hour. Yep, and these yep. things have a frequency of one hour. So oh, yeah. go ahead and roll that fortitude save and either add, you can just add five after the roll is made. Yeah, it's going to do that. So it'll be add five. And because you have three doses going on at the one time, uh, the DC is increased. Uh, and also, would it one of the two have tried to treat poison yeah they could have if either either of you if you wanted to could roll heal to see if you could give him how long does that take yeah it's gonna depend on because you guys were doing all this kinds of stuff treat poison is a standard action oh okay okay yeah it's a standard check yeah yes it's the poison's dc gosh Orin and I oh. not rolling our skills well okay. this morning. <laughs> so hey, just for, that's a just one for me, kicks man. and giggles. Well, I was going to ask, it's the poison's nope. DC, so maybe they could have taken 10, but that's alright. I, um, I don't I don't know. I don't know either. Um, anyhow, that's all that it is. Here is my fort save. Ooh. Oof. 13. Okay. Not 13. Because you have multiple doses and the DC is increased, that is not going to be enough. So what happens? So you take another iteration of... Oh, each hour? Yep. So you take one Mm -hmm. more point of dexterity damage. Oh. And do you have any other antitoxins remaining? That's the last one? I I don't know. I I think so. Yeah, I think we only had one. Okay. Um... And I th- think we could roll heal again to yeah. try to give a bonus. Well, yeah, that's you- the thing is that this happens every hour. So at some point, he's either going to be asleep or on watch, and there's not going to be anybody conscious to make the heal check except himself. Right, mm-hmm. but it's going to be each hour. So if they keep taking care of it by the hour, I guess I didn't realize that. Maybe he wouldn't have gone out scouting, but oh well. Um each hour it says you can make a, a heal check to see, and it's against the DC of the poison. Um, retry. Varies. Generally speaking, you can't try a check, heal check again without witnessing proof of the original check's failure. So I guess it's up to GM call if they could try it each hour. Did we see him get worse? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You basically. did. I'm just, the only thing that I'm saying is that time-wise. Right. Unless we wait here for another... I was I was, I was, was kind of in my head going back and forth on whether I'd allow, allow anybody to attempt it the first time. Mm. So uh-huh. consecutive attempts, unless Aiden makes the roll himself, I'm wondering if I would allow, is what I'm saying. Got you. Because you guys are all doing your own thing, you right. come back, and all of that, so... Okay. But I would allow Aiden to make the check every time, though. Right. Let's say let's give it amount of time though. Let's say maybe they get two hours before we all head off to bed when we all reconvene. You know what I mean? That they could get those checks, and then after that, it wouldn't like obviously I'd be on my own because I didn't realize it was hour like every hour it goes like that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a frequency of each hour. Yeah. So right. I don't know, Jason, if that original check would have been like when we first. Like when people first came back to consciousness down in the cave, and then you could say like another hour passed as we came out, and then we're setting up camp, and then after that, yeah, 
it's on his own? Yeah. Um, That's sure. up to you. I, I don't know. Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, allow, I'll allow this one to go through. So you have a successful treat poison by them, which gives you a plus four competence bonus. Okay, so add four to this. 26. Okay, so you didn't need the competence bonus. It was DC 18. Wow. Um, Holy cow. So yeah, so monitor lizards. Uh, so it's normally a DC 14, but because you took multiple doses, it went up to a DC 18. It normally has a frequency of once per hour for six hours, but because you took multiple doses, it was actually 12 hours. And the effect is 1d2 dexterity damage, and it is a cure of one save. So you are cured, but you did take that one extra point, so that's what you get back. So you're probably still at like four. I was at negative five, so minus four effectively. Holy cow. Okay. Wait, you were at minus five with the one you just rolled? No, I went to minus six after that. So then you would be at minus five. So as you wake up this morning, you're back to the five. Correct. But mechanically speaking, it makes my modifier go down only two because of the way the You take a minus two penalty, but you have the five damage. Yes. So right now I have programmed in roll 20 a minus four temp, even though it's one higher in my head. Yes. I have a little note. Yep. So Nayari's at three wisdom damage and uh, Aiden's at five dexterity damage. Is there anything else? I That's feel like amazing. after that last session that Nairi should get more wisdom damage because I feel like I took wisdom damage from that whole thing. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> I shouldn't interact. actually get any back. I'm more traumatized than I was to start. Yeah, so um, yeah, like I said, that morning I did this, this training. So actually, that night um, I think Nairi would probably take an early watch um, because she doesn't feel she's exhausted but she's also doesn't feel like she's able to fall asleep right away um she's still kind of haunted by what happened so she probably takes an early watch and then wakes up one of the others to take over for her and she's laying there and tossing and turning and at one point she opens her eyes and she sees a canopy of trees overhead and um she sits up and she looks to the side and sees there's a smoldering fire next to her. Um, its embers are still giving off a faint heat. Um, and as she looks around, she's alone in a clearing in a forest. And she calls out to each of the others. Um, she's confused. She doesn't know where they are. And just as she begins to panic, she hears a rustling in the dense brush of vegetation that's around her. Um, her heart begins to beat faster and she reaches for a battle axe, but she finds that it's not there. Uh, the feeling of panic threatens to overwhelm her as she watches a figure step out of the trees directly ahead of her. She locks eyes with the figure, a female humanoid, and immediately a lump fills her throat, threatening to choke her. Ingrid Deardal, Olfen warrior turned slave, smiles, her eyes filled with faint si- sadness. Stiernellis, my daughter, how I've missed you. Nayari goes to run to her mother, but her body is frozen in place. She tries to speak, but no words leave her mouth. However, a single tear slips from her eye, coursing down her face. Stiernellis, I wish I could embrace you and speak with you, but there's no time. I cannot linger here for long, and there's something I need to show you. Her mother comes within five feet of Nayari and stops. You were born with a great destiny, my daughter. The time has come for you to embrace who you are 
The magic that runs through my blood also courses through yours, and it is time that power awakes. You must listen to me very carefully and do as I do. As she finishes speaking, she raises her hands and begins motioning through the air. She speaks strange incantations. Nayari is still frozen in place, but she finds that as her mother moves, so does she. Her own hands mimicking Ingrid's and her mouth repeating the words. As Ingrid finishes, she turns to the side as the fire erupts from her hands towards the smoldering ashes of the dwindling campfire. There is not enough fuel to keep it going, but for a moment the fire shines brightly before dying down again. You have seen this before with the wand, but the power does not come from the wand. That is only a conduit. This power is from you. She turns her head sharply and inhales. The time has already come. I have to go. But I have shown you the way. From now on, you will know what to do. The image of her mother shimmers as if a reflection in a running brook. Before she fades entirely, she raises her palm, hand toward Nayari. Nayari finds herself doing the same motion. Their two hands meet briefly as Ingrid says, Stirnellis, I am so very proud of you. With a smile on her face, she disappears, and Nayari wakes to the morning light. Oh, that's awesome. I, I have something that's too, awesome. actually. It's so good. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna riff off of that because I also had an image of kind of what's going through Aiden's head, and so like after we get that evening scene with Niari and we're waking up the next morning and some people are getting ready, uh, if it was like a TV, you'd see like the arrow goes and every time it connects with the target, it kind of flashes back to a memory of Aiden's and you see his mother, who the audience would recognize. Um, as well as another little girl that's there and they're kind of like making preparations in a household gathering some clothes and and food and obviously getting together for a little bit of a of a journey and the camera would pan and you know you'd see Aiden and then another arrow hits back in reality as it flashes back and forth between these two scenes and you know, it's a little annoying Aiden professing, you know, complaining that I don't want to go to Feindar, Mom. I want to stay here. And, you know, she's trying her best to comfort him and explain that, you know, they have to go. And it'll be nice. You'll get to see your father, Nolan. You know, she's pleading with obviously a disgruntled child. And back and forth, it flashes between scenes as he's training. And it would kind of like do a little bit of a montage is, you know, he's not just practicing his archery. He maybe starts doing some CrossFit or, you know, hitting some kind of uh, punching bag or something he set up, whatever you can do with, with the sword back and forth. And uh, uh, the scene would end with them getting on a wagon uh, and leaving a very, very big city on a road en route to Feindar. And that's just this kind of in his head as he's training and trying to get stronger. I could have been a big intender. Don't ever look in the chat. <laughs> Never know. Have you ever spent a serious role play? I have a good Justin, Justin sees the chat and he's like, it's free real estate. I, 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 I hide the chat now when I'm trying to describe things. I hide the chat. 
I go to a different page, but I hear the little notification. I'm like, don't be tempted. Just go to a different page. You're a wizard now. (laughs) The DBZ music, classic, classic. But that's an interesting point is as they wake up and kind of everybody's getting around and Theros is probably making tea and we're getting breakfast around. Listen, I don't appreciate you assuming that. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. He's absolutely making tea. But... (laughs) Like, I don't, you're not wrong, but I disagree with your methodology. (laughs) You know, at least it's a breakfast brew, okay? All right, okay, okay, Andrew. Andrew, why don't you describe, what is Theros doing this morning? Oh, well, I didn't prepare anything, but (laughs) obviously he needs his morning pick-me-up as much as anybody else does, so he's just brewing some tea lately by the campfire, just stroking Volus's fur, and, uh, as he's stroking Volus's uh, neck, and he gets this sense of like um, goosebumps, like just prickling of the hair on his arm. He looks down, and at first he just see, thinks he sees Volus's fur, but then he notices it's all across his arm, and it kind of shakes him up. And he looks, he lifts his arm to look at it closely, and it's just a normal arm again. But uh. But that's when he recollects something that he used to witness the druids of uh, Crystalhurst doing. And they would go out in, uh, in groups to observe the, the, the woods to try to study the blighted fae. And uh, he remembered hearing roars and the sound of rustling animals. But all he would see is these druids going off on their own. <laughs> and... Uh, he knew that they had the ability to change, take on the form of other animals, but he'd never felt or desired this power for himself. But he wrote, he did remember one thing. His grandfather, it's not somebody he cared for much, and his grandfather didn't care for him, but one thing that he always took to heart that he remembered his grandfather taught him was balance. There's a balance to nature in all things. He would... He would tell Theros. Just as you observe the woods and the trees and the animals, they they bring life, they die. There's prey and there's predator. And understanding nature is all about understanding that balance. And with that balance, you can understand what makes nature so powerful. And uh, he just continues to mull over those those words as he drinks his tea. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> okay. Orin just sleeps well and feels a little bit more hearty when he wakes up the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you all have your your moments. Um and as morning comes and you're all there disassembling the camp and getting ready for what uh comes next, let's go around and just real quick, like any any major things that you all get at fourth level. So doesn't have to be like in depth. Like I put skill ranks into this. It's just like the the highlights of fourth level for your character. And we'll start. We'll just go down in the order that I see the pictures here. So Sarah, you're up first. What what's the cool stuff at fourth level for you? So fourth level is pretty big for a blood rager. Um, 
first off, I get a second bloodline power. And um, oh, yeah, man. this is this really is also good. where my archetype, which is Primalist bl- 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 Blood Rager, which honestly, if you're playing a Blood Rager, always take this archetype because there's literally no reason not to. Um, <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> yeah, so basically a Primalist Blood Rager can substitute their bloodline power for two rage powers. Um, so I looked through some of the Unchained Barbarian rage powers and I just didn't feel like any of them fit. So I decided to go with the actual um, Destined Bloodline bloodline power, which is called Faded Blood Rager, which um, just means when I'm raging, I get a plus one luck bonus to AC and saving throws, which will help because rage already brings your AC down by two. So that'll help kind of offset that um, AC loss when I'm raging. Um, but then the other really big thing for a Blood Rager at this level is they get magic and spells. Yeah. Um, not much. Um, I think I only get, I only know two first level spells at this level, but still, like, that's where a Blood Rager becomes a Blood Rager unless they're just a barbarian. So I'm excited about that. That's cool. Yeah. It'll be real fun to see that in, in action. And. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have uh, Justin. What does Oren get at fourth level? I speak Terran. That's a, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. it. It wasn't super exciting. Fourth level's not really exciting for clerics. Yeah. My fortitude goes up a little bit, and I, that's about it. Really, all only exciting thing I really got, guys, was I speak Terran. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Do you get a, a like a base attack bonus at this level, or is this not a level for a cleric? No. Mm-mm. I, don't, I don't think he gets very much at all at this level, if I'm not mistaken. No, yeah. four is really not exciting for me at all. It was, <laughs> it was pretty quick leveling. It took, like, five minutes, about. I think uh, fifth level will be bigger, because I think that also oh, yeah. is the level that your archetype starts actually doing stuff. Yeah, I get my first so, boon at level yeah. five. Nice. Fifth level is the bigger one for him, but fourth level is not uh, not too jam-packed. And uh, Andrew, what about Theros? You were hinting oh, at it there a little bit. But, uh, cool stuff coming up what's here. Theros get at fourth level? Theros gets a pretty neat uh, couple things here. Uh, he gets the, the feat Resist Nature's Lure, which gives him a plus four bonus on saving throws against spell-like and supernatural abilities of Fey. This bonus also applies to spells and effects that target plants such as Blight, Entangle, Spike Growth, and Warp Wood. Um, the biggest thing is he gets the ability Wild Shape, where he can turn himself into any small or medium animal and then back into human, uh, back into half elf again once per day. Uh, so that's fun. How long does that last? Is it <coughs> minutes per level, or rounds per level? How long can you stay Wild Shaped for? Uh. I want to say it it's say. hours per level. Oh, is it hours? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's an incredibly long time. He yeah. just wild shapes into a bear, and then we have no idea which one is which. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm like, sure Volus is actually going to be bigger. I think it's level. hours per level, because, I yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it is. Actually, no, yeah. Volus is a medium size now, right? Yeah, Yay! I just I just remembered that I had to go in and do that, so I just updated his sheet. He's now oh, medium sized. I also, Ooh, that's I really also updated the uh, the damage die for his attacks because that goes up. 
Yeah. But yeah, I like to think of it as because like it's not like overnight he suddenly gets bigger, but like as things have gone on, he's slowly been growing more and more, and this is just the point where he finally reaches that that next level of size where he's he is now comparable to you guys in size. He's nice. a like a fully grown adult bear now. Good bear. <laughs> and That's awesome. Last but not least, uh, Josh, anything cool for Aiden? Oh yeah. So at some point in either while he was scouting out ahead or maybe this morning, he will have collected um, some supplies that he wouldn't normally go out of his way to get. But he's he's feeling a shift in, in himself and in his bond with with things, nature and his friends and. Uh, it's very funny story beat for me mechanically to be getting this, but he finds a hawk's feather among a couple of other miscellaneous supplies because he gains spell casting at this level, which is really, really, really important <laughs> and very cool. But uh, the unique ranger thing that he gets is what's called a hunter's bond. Mm -hmm. uh, so at fourth level, a ranger forms a bond with his hunting companions, and normally this can take form of two things and a lot of people go and they get a uh, companion kind of like bolus they get an animal but i thought it made a lot more sense for aiden to form a bond with his companions so mechanically speaking this allows him to spend a move action to grant half his favorite terrain bonus against a single target of the appropriate type to all allies so when we go back to fight Gashma or the Cat Beast, you guys will all get half of my bonus against those creatures, which will be a plus one at this level, but it'll go up um, each time. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's the, cool. the biggest thing. And I think it's really cool for like after probably coming to blows in the most dramatic of ways, Aiden feels a new sense of responsibility, I think. Like he feels closer to these people now. You know, it's it's crossed. The type of fight it was is not one that you get. It, it's not a physical confrontation. It's a clash of ideologies. It's the kinds of things that happen when you get to know people better. You learn where they stand on issues and where that's different from the way that you think. But hopefully you increase in each other's understanding. And I think that that's the aspect that he's focusing on. And uh, that is indicative in his leveling up. Okay. It's all very, very exciting. We'll have to see how uh, how all of those things work in action in the future. It's going to be pretty neat, I think. And uh, you all wake up and you, you notice that you have these new abilities, these new uh, revelations after this very difficult string of combats, the near-death experience that you've been through. It's like you've gone through a, a, a small metamorphosis in a way. So what are you guys doing in this, this day? You have your full movement left. Uh, it's going to be, I think, a little less than half to get back to camp. So what are y'all doing? Probably want to go back to camp, I would imagine. Oh, interesting. I think I didn't Yeah, I think I didn't want to explore the caves and to finish it. So first off, is are we all like within the same area? Can I use a channel energy on everybody yeah. in the beginning? Yep. Yeah. You can go ahead and spend those. I don't know what everybody's at at this point. 19 out of 37. <laughs> 2d6. 14 out of 30. Is that a straight 2d6? No yes. plus? 
Right. I always forget that with channel energy. It's no plus. Man, we really are all like yikes or doodles. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly the moment you need channels. Oh, oh my gosh. You want me to roll that for you, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, we might actually yeah. get something good. <laughs> That's six for everybody. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna burn one more. Okay. Good choice. Does he not get three? Not yet. I think he gets three. Fifth yeah. Level, th yeah, I have three total, but I don't get uh, anything so bonus till next level. Okay. We yeah, immediately it... fight undead. <laughs> like no. <That'd> be funny. <laughs> Alright, right. this sucks. <laughs> so However, you do also have to multiply it by the number of people affected, so it's actually more like 30 and 25. Yeah, of course, yeah. Torax Tongs! I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm up to 30 out of 37. Volus is pretty much good. I'm 25 of 30, so uh, Theros is looking alright. Yeah, I'm 38 out of 42, so I'm fine. Mm. Okay. That's pretty sad. Um, and then Orin's going to approach Nayari slowly. <laughs> Delicately. <laughs> hands behind it, like, super far away. Like, Delicately. Oh, yeah. Super, super <laughs> awkwardly. Very ashamed. Yeah, he's definitely doing the, the two-finger thing. Like, mm. uh, oh, <laughs> no. oh, no! <laughs> I think that would be opposite, bud. I'd have to swing up. <laughs> uh... So you approach. So he's going to approach and just, you know, uh, how is she looking? At, does she see him approach? And how does she look towards him? Is she mad? Do so I sense that she's angry? You approach her, and before you say anything, she's like, Oren, I need you to come with me right now. And she's going to take you, like, away. On a magical camp, journey. Like, out, <laughs> outside of sight of the camp like in the forest she's gonna say Oren I have to try something don't freak out and she's going to like turn away from him I I I, and I, I, she, I, I trust she's gonna you. start like muttering uh. and like waving her arms and then all of a sudden like fire shoots out of her hands similar to like what happened with the wand and she's going to turn to him with wide eyes and she'll be like Oren it wasn't the wand it was me this whole time <laughs> you, you you know magic now? I guess so I saw my mom in my dream last night and she taught me how to do it in a in a dream yes uh, in my dream, it was like she was actually here. I, I, I know magic now, Oren. That's amazing. I, I don't, I, just any more than the fire, or, or maybe, just, just, uh, like, like, and what? she, she will, like, she's a huge smile on her face. She's a completely different person. She's going to start muttering some other words. And then all of a sudden, she, like, doubles in size. Oh, like, she is she's almost 12 feet tall. And she's like, this is crazy, Oren. What is this? I didn't know magic could do this. How do I, I imagine, know how to do this? 
I imagine Orin just fell on his rump when she did that, like, as she, like, Ene chucks into a 12-foot person, <laughs> he just falls back on his back, like, oh my god. She's, like, laughing hysterically as she just used her two spell slots for today, but that's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> You're huge. Uh, I mean, I'm actually just large, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Actually, I have to look this up because I don't know if this is dismissible. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine coming back to camp with Sarah just sitting there? He just drops his tea. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like laughing as she like says some, the same words again, and then she shrinks back down to her normal size, and then she'll try it again, and nothing happens, and she's like, I don't, I, I, I don't know how much I can do this, but. This is crazy! It's amazing, Lassie. That's great. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. Right. I just wanted right, to babe. tell you because I know that you do this kind of stuff too, sort of. Maybe not this, I don't know, but my, I, I just had to see if it was a little real. different. Mine, I, mine come from a, a god, not so much from magic, but it's similar, yes. I don't know. My mother said that this magic was in her blood and that it was given to me. She never told me she could do magic. So does her magic, like, does a barbarian's blood magic, like, emanate from religion? Or is it more arcane in nature, Jason? What, which one is it? Like, it, it's innate. It's, uh, yeah, go ahead. It is uh, defined as a uh, arcane set of spells, much like okay. a sorcerer. Sorcerer, okay. They mm-hmm. they gain their spells from their bloodline. Most of the That's time, awesome. it's, it's in the distant heritage some creature that had access to magic somehow either uh, married into their bloodline or maybe their bloodline was cursed by a creature that had that magic or any number of of, of things that occurred that caused their basically on a genetic level them to kind right. of mix with this like, arcane power. It's not a good translate but they're, cool. like, they're, they're born with their superpowers. Basically, they might yeah. cover them later oh. in life, but they're born with them. That's a yeah. good example, though. I like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. so <clears throat> wizards are arcane spellcasters, but they get their magic through study, and they have right. spellbooks where sorcerers don't need materials. Or um, That's also a feat that she gets at this level. It's called a shoe materials. So where somebody would need like a spell component pouch, she just you know kind of ignores anything that has a certain GP value or less. She doesn't need those items to cast her spells. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Oren, I'm going to go back into character now. Oren's going to stand back up and is grinning just ear from ear. We'll, we'll have to explore these more when we have more time. I, I don't know anything about this magic, but I'm it, it's very exciting. I I don't know how you got them, but that's, that's very exciting. Um, and then he'll get a little more serious and be like, you're... Your mind, is it still foggy at all from, from Veld's visions? How, how are you feeling on that? It's, it, yes, but I, I might be getting used to it because it doesn't feel quite as bad as it was lately. Do, um, do you mind if I try clearing your mind just a little bit more with some of my magic? Certainly. Okay, so then Oren's going to use one of his prepared spells for that day, which is 
restoration lesser. Okay. Torag's magic, to be fair. Torag's magic, yeah. <laughs> he gives me the power. <laughs> the power of Torag! Torag's tongs! <laughs> Your mind be clear! You hear a deep voice from the clouds say, Stop using that phrase! <laughs> Never! <laughs> you lose all your divine powers. <laughs> yeah! That's what I get a max roll. That's what I get a max roll on. Yeah! There you go. Really? Ooh, that's okay. good. What was the roll There's, for? That was lesser restoration. 1d4 points of uh, ability damage healed, and she had My three. My mind is cleared! She's back to tip-top shape. Yeah, that's going to be really good. That'll this affect your saves on the uh, the DCs against the spells you wasted today. <laughs> I was going to say, Aiden's going to have to wait uh, till tomorrow for me to fix his dexterity. Well, you do still have that scroll, don't you? Yes. Oh, do I? Yes. Okay. So, we can RP that out if you want, Aiden, or we can just hand wave it. It's up to you, bud. However you want to do it. Uh, Yeah, no, you can go ahead and, and just do it, but... Uh... Okay. You, you would find Aiden training still. If you guys, like, if you and Niari walk back, he'd still be there. Oh, <laughs> snap. Woof. I am mechanically okay. I have minus one, but that doesn't actually affect Yeah, me. boy, that's great. Or in another yeah. It's funny. Yeah. He accidentally messed it up with the scroll of darkness and just cast darkness on you. <laughs> You're like, oh, rats, wrong scroll. <laughs> rats. Um, if only I had a higher linguistic score. <laughs> I'd say like also, there was like some pleasantries exchanged, and then like as soon oh, as you cast it, boom, another arrow goes, and he like has been missing a lot, and you can see a lot of other scattered arrows, and it finally <laughs> is is striking true more often. And you're like, ah, yes, it's good to be back. Thank you, Orin. I appreciate that. And he goes to pick up his missed arrows and <laughs> out of the, uh, the wedge trees and things. Real quick, just going back, Nairi would have told you or would have asked you, Oren, to keep this as a secret. Just oh, absolutely. Our, our little secret. I. Yep. Uh, our Aww. little secret. They're they're friends again, and they're they're sharing Hot secrets. Buddies. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so were you? It sounded like some people wanted to go back to camp with the people. Some people wanted to just go back into the caves. So what's the plan? So what's the reasoning for going back to camp? Is it just to check on them and then go back and start doing stuff? Or is there a plan for once we get to the camp? What's the what's the yeah. thought process here? I, I think Nayari's thought process is she wants to go back to the camp because the last time that we left them alone at night, like... Well, I guess it wasn't they weren't alone. We were there. But still, like, the last time they were on their own for watches, Zeph died. And she's in the back of her mind. She's very nervous about going back because she's afraid of what she's going to find. So it's kind of also, like, we have a ton of provisions to get to them. So kind of wanting to get some provisions to them and then maybe you know, start guiding them in the direction of the caves, knowing that most of the threat has been eliminated and then we can go on ahead again and just make sure that the rest of the underground is okay. I kind of like that idea. I can agree uh, with that line of thinking. I was going to say, mechanically speaking, let's say we, we double back. Can we get them? 
take them with us the a little bit way and make it back to the caves. Can we get them to the caves entirely? You wouldn't be able to get them entirely to the caves, but you'd be able okay. to get them pretty close. And then we could okay. get to the caves as our last set of movement. Or no. Because we have uh, 14 or 16 movement. So I believe at with your rolls, it's 16. So would we prefer, guys, I'm thinking to like get them all the way to the caves and at least in the top part of the caves where we know it's safe? Yeah, we're also we going to have to establish a lighting system somehow because these people can't see in the dark. So I don't know about torches or... Campfires. What's the movement for them doubling back with us? So the way I'm thinking, I can't remember exactly how we did it, but the way I'm thinking about it in my head, if you were to go back there today, you wouldn't be able to guide them all the way back to the caves. But if you stayed there, so if you went back to camp, stayed the night, and then in the next morning, took your full complement of movement to get everybody going, then you could get them all there in one day, guiding them the whole way around. But with only half of a day remaining, you wouldn't be able to do that. So it's up to you whether or not you want to go back, guide them half the way, then the next day get them there, or go back, stay in the cabin for the night, and then the next morning, go. I think, and I think Ida would think this too, I'd rather not camp out in the Fangwood if we can avoid it. So i rather, like, let's spend, like, the morning while we're all up and feeling a little bit better to clear as much more as we can, maybe not the whole thing, and then spend the remaining movement to meet up with camp, tell them what's up, and then all go up together. That way we could lead them the whole way through here. That sounds knowing like a good that idea. the way was safe. Yeah, like, that's my thought. I can support that decision. As long as you don't spend like seven hours in the caves, that right. is a feasible plan. Yeah. Yes, right. That's what I mean. Like, Use let's let's just while you're doing that, let, let's take a moment to like go down in there, clear everything out, take out all the trogs um, if we have the time for it, depending on how further in. But always in the back of our head, we're like being conscientious of the time. You know what I mean? We don't want to be down here for too long. Um, that's my idea. So, what do you guys think, uh, Justin, Sarah, or Niari? Indubitably. Yeah, I, I mean, I was thinking, I think in terms the same as you, I was thinking we would go back immediately, but you're right. We would only spend half a day getting back there, so we could use the first half of the day just right. finishing okay. up. Unless yeah. we end up finding a much bigger dungeon and basically right. doing what we did the day before but we'll, well we, we just get out of there then if that's the case like because Iden's perspective is like like he trusts Auburn you know and he trusts Jet and he trusts the leaders that we have there now to do their best and they we got that shelter and I think that that he is realizing Niari was right that like it's it's really important that they have a place and if they're out in the middle of the Fangwood that's a less desirable outcome so if we can take them the whole way I think that's where the approach that he would come in <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're okay. good. Uh, we'll wait for Andrew not <laughs> and just go. Andrew, we've uh, we've decided to eat Volus. <gasps> ah, the unanimous decision. Done. What happened? Jace, we can see everything. Did you mean to do that? Yep, you guys have cleared it out, so I decided I'd let you see the whole thing. This is what Oren saw the whole time. No, yeah, this, no. this is this is what you guys <laughs> um, were not able to see all in once, but this is it all together. 
I will have prepared a specific spell then. Since okay. I am a prepared caster. Why is my map funny? There we go. And, and nope. you didn't ask, but I feel like explaining it anyway, uh, Justin. Uh, Rangers, their spellcasting is divine in nature, although it's not really in relation to like uh, a god per se, although sometimes it, it takes that form. It's less obvious than some other classes, but it's similar to the way druids cast. They they draw inspiration from nature. And my image of it is that they're very resourceful. So there's not like a technical understanding that a wizard would have of the interaction between things, but more of like a, a practical understanding of the way different elements interact and they get in tune with kind of more of an emotional side with nature and their bond with people and that guides their magical practice they learn from experience less from classical study so in the past they knew having this weird uh, material component for example let them do this thing and they kind of slowly pick it up and for Aiden that'll be watching Theros watching you watching his father Nolan and other druids and rangers that he knows and drawing on his knowledge of you know botany and all that kind of stuff to, to cast his spells so that's how it worked kind other of more systems like, uh other systems refer to it more as like a primal magic rather than classifying yeah. it as divine right it's more like it's just a innate understanding that's it's obvious to him when it's within his frame of reference um it's not like he has to study or something he just sees the way that interacts of course a hunter's feather lets you see better you know that kind of idea obviously right it's just it's just a, like you said a primal understanding jason was this like a running river or was it stagnant it was a stream that was okay. slowly flowing down okay. towards that pond there yeah so what is what are your guys's plans are you just going room by room or are you going straight down to the lower levels what what are you doing here we we'll can take a quick just sweep just to make sure that you know, nobody came up, that there's nobody here, that kind of thing. Yeah, did we like get stuff? I, I want to make sure that we got all of the stuff in these rooms that we could have. We were well, kind I'm, of rushing before. Right, I was thinking we'll do that on our way out. We'll go ahead. Yeah, and... I mean, we got everything from this one. Everything from this one. Right. The way yeah, I see it. What is, who has the lowest perception? Like, if you guys were to take 20 on your way out, what would uh, the lowest number be? Probably me. Let's see here. You want the lowest? Yeah, I just want to know, like, minimum DC. What would you guys get? With a... Probably 24. 24? 24? Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, I only have a 4 in perception. Uh, do you want the highest, too, or just the lowest? No, that's fine. So, yeah, if you guys either on the way in or on the way out, just kind of, like, go room by room and take 20. You guys have, like, the, f the full half of the day. So you could go room by room and just be as thorough as you could. And I know taking 20 normally takes a long time, but if there's four of you, four per room taking 20 is not going to take that long. Right. Um, so, yeah, you could probably spend, depending on depending on what you get into further down, you could probably take 20 in each of these rooms. I just wanted to know, are you doing that as you go down or are you doing that on the way back up? I'm more interested in specifically going to look at that language than looking into all this stuff. So yeah. if they want to do that, that's fine. If you guys want to do that, that's fine. I think Warren would yeah. just go down to look at that language versus I think we'll, we'll, we'll split it up maybe. Like, I don't know how you want to do this. But maybe, like, if there's anything, hey, this is really going to help us, we'll grab it. Else it's kind of the idea, all right, we know where everything is. We'll remember to pick it up on our way back kind of idea. Basically, okay. Oren chugs ahead with his dark vision. The rest of us are like, 
feeling against the walls. Hate <laughs> it, Okay, so we will do the the taking twenty on the way back up. Then, okay. So you go back through. It doesn't look like there's been any different activity on the top floor there. Um, you may get back down into this room with all of that writing, and uh, take a or you can you can take the time if you want to take twenty on this. How much uh, it'll time? take it'll take some time, um, but again, you have a full half of the day, so I would probably just hand wave that. Okay. It would take it would if you want to know the exact time, I'd probably say an hour or so, maybe two, depending on what your total check is. Um, but you could take twenty and uh, just tell me what the total modifier is if you wanted to do it that way. Twenty yeah. twenty five would be the total modifier. Okay. And do you speak? Um, oh, I gotta scroll all the way down to the page it's on. Do you speak uh, dwarven or gnome? Oddly or... enough, no. Oh, oh okay. wow. I, speak, I speak dwarven. Yeah, actually, I took the adopted trait. Um, I was raised human, so I only speak common. Yeah. Weirdest thing, I only speak common. It's weird, right? So, characters who speak Dwarven or Gnome gain a plus five insight bonus on this check because of the similarity in the language. So that brings you to a 30 total. Yeah. So I would say with a check that high, the DC is 22, so you exceed it by five. I'll say one hour flat, you're able to really quickly, like you get your journal out and you're just hammering away at this this deciphering here. And uh, I will say you're able to identify that the language is Aklo. Oh, okay. Oh! Okay. Okay. Okay, I think I know what that is. Yes, you do not speak Aklo, but you are familiar with the language. It's it's got some derivative similarities to to Dwarven. Was and, that what they were speaking, the lizard folk? Aklo? No. Okay. How do you spell that Aklo? A K L O. Okay. Orin's like, I know what I'm taking next level. <laughs> and <laughs> So you can see you're deciphering this text here and you say that you see that the text it, it describes the puzzle door in I that other it. room. I knew it. Uh, yeah. And you see that this was written by a race of creatures known as Darrow, which are the same creatures as those skeletons that you fought. Yes. Um and these Darrow decades, centuries ago actually, centuries ago, these Darrow found this place this underground series of chambers and they kind of tried to renovate it and whatnot and they did so much that parts of it started to collapse because of all of the tampering that they were doing um but while they owned and resided in this place they worshipped a god creature known as the excavator in their in their uh what they called it was the excavator and they describe in this column of text how they eventually figured out how to open the puzzle door. And you, you're reading a section and it says, Grandmother, in seeking the excavator, turned her eyes to the stone and to the steel and finally to woe. Hmm. Oh. So the stone... <clears throat> Say it again. So she turned her eyes to the stone and to the steel and finally to woe. Okay. So I'll look at the group and just reiterate that. Just all I'm going to say though is just I, I, I think I can open the puzzle at the other door. 
And that's all I'm going to say. Well, while he was researching, um, Aiden is going to come down around here and check out the markings that he had earlier while I didn't, like, while the rest of the party's up there, assuming he can get a second light source. Um, and is the gold we'll, coin still on the floor? That's what I'm checking, yeah. Uh, oh, it I is thought still that was on in the, the other floor. Room. It is still on the floor. It's been moved slightly, and it looks like it's bent as if something tried to bite it, but it's still there. <laughs> the scorpion. Uh, <laughs> the rock creature. He'll <laughs> piece two stop, and stop, two stop. together, go pick it back up, and bend it back over and uh, we'll ask the group if like do you want to go check out the puzzle door or go down here is the ethereal moan still there yeah you can still hear it kind of come and go can you kind of like in waves peek through the the, the crawl space yeah again you can look through and again stone masonry kind of blockading it except for a small bit that you could well i think he means if we approach if we approach that and look down can we see it's a tunnel that curves down steeply uh going deeper deeper down yeah it it, like goes at like the way it's angled you can't really you don't have like a straight shot my vote then is we check out the puzzle door and then we'll go down here like i didn't will say as much sounds good to me Okay. Sorry, I'm just clearing my throat. I didn't have anything to say. Where is Orin? Huh? He's at the door. Oh, you already booked it down there. Dang. Oh, jeepers. Is the creature still here, just chilling? Yeah, you see it's still there in the corner. It looks about like half of that gem has been kind of like gnawed away. And it's it's not still gnawing at it, but the creature is over there. And uh, it looks up as you guys pass, and it just kind of stares at you. Nairi goes over to the gym. Uh, Orin's going to say hello in Taren just to see what happens. Uh, You say that, and it kind of cocks its head to the side in surprise, and it says, it kind of replies, it says, hello (gasps) in Taren. So Theros talks to cats, Orin (laughs) talks to weird crystal lizards. Well, I was going to say, who has the bag of holding? Because I thought about tossing him another treat. You you hear, he has a bit of irritation in his voice as he Uh then says, if you could speak to me, I don't know why you made that last interaction so difficult. (laughs) I um, uh, uh, recently learned it uh, in a... uh, (laughs) Mm, uh, a dream <laughs> pulling from Nayari's explanation that she learned magic in a dream or straight up just gonna do the same thing and be like I um I learned it in a uh, 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 my god tour I, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not um uh, if not I can tell you all about him uh uh gifted me with the knowledge of rocks so right. uh uh who are you? Mechanically, it does not make any sense the way language acquisition works. In that right? Way. Like I don't know. How to, like, so uh, I think, I think it's book. generally it's generally like hand waved away as though like you're constantly like learning this, and so right, when you put the rank in it, it's just Aaron, you... you can say hello. <laughs> All right, that's yeah. introductory <laughs> phrase. You learned that on day one, Jace. So. For that explanation, it does not work in this situation. I do like the idea of it maybe being like a divine blessing, though, or something like that. Yeah, that yeah I actually sense. really like that idea. Like, Torag, that seems like something he would know, like how to speak Terran. And <laughs> so he just taught it to me. Yeah. He saw what we did yesterday, and he's like, oh my gosh, these guys are going to get themselves <laughs> killed. Right. 
I, I have no problem with divine influence, especially for yep. clerics like that. Let's that go. We're going so, with. So what, what's I had a say? dream, and uh, he he taught it to me in a dream. So anyway, yes, I had asked uh, this rock creature who it is, if it has a name. It responds and says, "The lizards that used to reside here, they called me Cleelash." Cleelash. How do you spell that? Oh. Uh, I have to find it. C L. C L E. Cleesh. 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 The, the the L L is hard for me. It's kind of like the the the, the So I spend the next like three minutes trying to properly pronounce that, obviously. Um, and then I'll I'll look at him. Uh, uh, do you do you do you live here? I have been living here for a short time. I came from below, and I came here in search of food, and like- I have been here since below in this cave? Deeper, yes. There's a really strange moaning sound coming from a crevice over there. Do you know what that is? It is common in tunnels. It is the sound of the wind. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> we love that. Love that. Can't believe I didn't pass we, that oh. engineering check. <laughs> Would be, uh, we, we plan to bring a group of, of people like ourselves here. Is, it, is that going to be a problem? To, to live in this cave for a little while? I do not care who lives here. This is not my cave. I am simply here for food. And when the food is gone, I will be gone as well. Okay. Uh, anything else we should know about this cave? Do you know what's behind these doors? I do not. Okay. Yeah. Or in the... Yes, there's... Talking to the crystal thing now. If anyone has anything you'd want to say, I do not know. <laughs> While they're talking, Nayari kind of looks at Volus and just says, "Do you understand me?" <laughs> I guess not. Volus will just kind of like do one of those things. That I don't. Yeah. It, it was a shot in the dark, and then she kind of like pats him like, "Eh, dark. It's dark down here." Okay, never mind. <laughs> Um, that was something. So I'm going to reiterate that back to the group. I'm not RPing that whole thing back to them, but um, just uh, anyone have any questions? It does not mean us harm, you say? Doesn't seem like it. Could have used a bit more purring. <laughs> it so... should have been a little bit nicer about trying to get into our bag. It needs to know it just can't take things that are other people's just because it wants it. I'm not reiterating that. I want you to. <laughs> Our companion, the, the female companion here, uh, would have liked to... Uh, you've been a little less direct in trying to acquire food. You, you could have uh, asked, uh, but of course we wouldn't have understood you. So I, I understand the miscommunication. You, you could have that, asked um... that you couldn't have. <laughs> As he as he begins to re- reply, he walks over to a spot in the wall, and kind of knocks something out of position, and kind Whoa. of picks it up and starts carrying it towards you. and And he's he's speaking as he does this, and he says, um, "I had grown quite irritated. the The food in this area had grown grown scarce." 
and normally those lizards would bring me bits, but they had not done so in a while, so I was a bit impatient, and I could sense a great deal of food in on your persons. And then he drops off something in front of you, and he says, You may take this as thanks. I have no use of it. I could not use it. <laughs> Sorry for that reaction. So as soon as you said that he op- like pushed back a thing, there was a sudden loud noise <laughs> coming through my speakers. <laughs> I thought that somehow Andrew had perfectly timed rhythm butt for like a round <laughs> order. I'm I, was like, for that. I was like, what is happening? But uh, no, my, my computer's just being an idiot. <laughs> and uh, he drops off some sort of some sort of necklace or brooch oh. in front of you. Is it a necklace or a brooch? It is a brooch. Brooch. What do you what do you eat? I eat the gems that are usually so dense in these walls, but as you have seen, I have already bled this place dry. And you can look around, you remember all of the carvings and or the digs in the walls that he had right. presumably been digging out gems. So are all those gems that are still upstairs still there? Yeah, there's plenty of gems up there. There's still some gems in the walls and in uh, these other chambers, but they're pretty small ones. But there's still like tons of gems on the caves above. Yeah, Iden will offer so, to Oren. Gonna... Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead. I say like offer. he'll say like like if you explain what he eats, he's like, we yeah, have, we have some of that. Maybe we could gain an ally. Uh, Niari, do you have have the bag of holding still? Uh, The, not bag of holding, the, whatever, the handy habit stack or whatever. (laughs) I don't know if I ever got that back or if Orin just kept it. Uh, Yeah, you came up behind me and took it, right? In the last fight? Yeah, you took it back. Yeah, you took it back. You drank your bull potion out of it. Oh, I just took the potion out of that. I don't know if I... You didn't take the bag. I but. thought you took the bag. I'll, but... I'll say I took the bag when you were unconscious, you know, right, mine. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was just going to offer it the gems that are up on the yeah. next level if it'd be willing to stick around and maybe look after the people if it sees trouble. I agree with that. And he won't take the bag then from the other. <clears throat> okay. Would you be willing to maybe... Uh, watch after the people that we have coming into the caves to, to stay here for a while there's tons of gems up 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 in the higher caves and, and and you're more than welcome to them if you'd be willing to maybe temporarily align yourself with us uh, apologize for, for our first interaction you, he's you sorry for grabbing you yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> you say this and uh, he kind of looks at you and he says well As long as I am fed, I do not really care where I am. If there are gems above, then I will go there. I do not mind you coming and going as you please. I can do my best to help you, but I will not put my life on the line. Understood. Uh, uh, I think this this could be a good arrangement. I appreciate the gift, and uh, maybe we'll talk more in the future. And then Aiden, or uh, Orin will just kind of wave and start walking back this way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to a crystal creature. 
Yeah, and, and maybe like you point kind of in the general direction of the upper caves and you like say like how far sure. away they are and and as you do, once this conversation is done, you see him kind of like create this small extra dimensional portal in front of him and he just steps through it and bams away, away and he is gone. That's so cool. I want to hey. do that. I'm glad I took Taryn and I'll be honest had zero expectation that he would speak Terran. That was on a whim. Like, I didn't take Terran for any specific reason, other than I was like, well, I'm a dwarf and I like caves, and like, it kind of makes sense that I would know how to talk to rocks at some point in my life, (laughs) so you know, I think I'll just take that, because like, I had thought about putting a skill into nobility, since we kind of knew that that was what it was, but then I was like, eh, that's kind of metagaming to to do that i was like so i'm just gonna take the language and no it's not nobility character. i think it's planes i think that was a joke it planes. wasn't actually nobility it yeah, was planes it's yeah. oh it's planes oh see yeah. so i i didn't even know yeah. but i just yeah. straight up was like i'll take taryn because that seems like something that maybe orin would want to know at some point yeah you know, orin uh orin speaks for the rocks <laughs> i speak for the rocks as theros speaks for the trees do i notice yeah. any uh do we notice anything magical about the brooch she gave us hmm. yeah there is with uh, with that detect magic, you are able to uh, identify it as a brooch of shielding. Oh, yeah. that's not a joke. That just that eats uh, magic missiles, doesn't it? Yeah, it basically just it absorbs a certain number of points of damage from magic missile spells. Mm-hmm. Very specific. Um, Still kind of cool. Yeah, I hate to like break the flow, Jason, but I don't know if we would have been able to retroactively roll for these unidentified items that we had that Nairi couldn't tell were magic. So sure. two potions, a wand, and two feather tokens. Sure. Let me just bring up those things. You guys can like start it's rolling possible spellcrafts. We'll fail. We go back either, to camp. Either or individually or aiding each other, whatever you want to do. But yeah, you can roll those. Um, I'll aid. I'll aid. Maybe. Ooh. For- for real though, on some level, isn't that technically a really important item to this creature who probably has hardness and the only way to get past it would be magic missile? Um no, as far as it was concerned, it couldn't eat it, so it didn't want it. Uh okay. Also technically it probably doesn't have a neck slot. I think they oh well maybe it doesn't. I think things do. It has a neck, doesn't it? There's rules for it and I didn't want to look into it for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, it, so we were just, we said yeah. we were aiding Theros, so I think it's only a nineteen. So it's a nineteen. So I'll say feather tokens. You can identify those. So you have a feather token bird and a feather token tree, the two different types of feather tokens. Um, treat tree. I will. Yeah, DC nineteen is a fifteen plus the caster level. You. Yeah, you're probably fine with the other things. We'll just kind of carry that over. So uh, there were two potions of Shield of Faith that were on the the Den Mother Lady. Ooh. The one Acolyte had a potion of Owl's Wisdom. I think... I already knew that. That sounds familiar. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I knew that. Anyway, okay, so Potion of Shield of Faith. Yes. Two. Okay. Uh, and then the wand is a wand of hold person. 
Oh, nice. What has that? nine charges left? Wow. Nine charges. Oops. You said okay. a bird feather token and a tree feather token? Yes. The tree is less useful, but cool. The bird feather token is actually pretty darn useful. What are those Also, tokens just as a heads up, um, I have hold po- person on my... What does this whole person do? I don't know what these things mean. Y'all are like, ooh, ah. (laughs) Bird. I'll put put, put it in the chat for you. Bird person. Bird person. person. What's bird person? Basically, hold person is a spell. Um, It's a a Blood Rager third level spell, and it's an Oracle Cleric second level spell. And basically, uh, it allows you to freeze someone in place. So I think that's what had happened to both Aiden and Nayari that the uh, the lady, the den mother lady, had cast that. Like, that's why Nayari mm. was paralyzed. And we were talking about, like, oh, can you coup de grace a paralyzed person with the hold person spell? So they have to roll a will save against that. And if they fail, then they're held in person for a number of rounds per level. Noise, but the the tricky thing is that we found out in Jason's homebrew is that hold person is only effective against what is it humanoid 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 yeah. So oh. if you have like an Osamar or a Tiefling, they're both considered hey, Tieflings outsiders. are people too. Yeah, they're with considered the native, outsiders with the native subtype. Yeah, so they yeah. would not be affected by that's metagaming. Fair but enough. I just that's a little interesting tidbit. And there's a couple other things here that you are able to... Well, two other things you're able to identify. I had mentioned that she had a bunch of bandages that she was keeping on her person. These are items known as bandages of rapid recovery. Mm, Okay. They give you fast healing, I think, question mark? No, I think they just increase the amount of healing you get from normal rests. Uh, It's just from memory, though. And the last thing of magic on her person was uh, bracers of armor plus one. Bracers of armor plus one. Oh. Those aren't going to stack with any of your normal armor bonuses because I believe they're just armor bonuses. Okay. Uh, and you guys, your armor is higher than a plus one bonus. But if you had like a wizard, it'd be yeah, be nice because they can't wear armor. Oh. Who's wearing the Ring of Protection? Me. Theros, yeah. Wait. I thought... I thought I, I didn't have the Ring of Protection. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Amulet of Natural Armor? Okay, I have okay. the Ring of Protection. I, I'm giving Theros one of the Potions of Shield of Faith, because that's a deflection bonus, so that would give you a plus two to your AC if you drink it. it mm-hmm. So this won't stack with the Ring of Protection, so... um. I will give the other one to Orin. Okie dokie. So one to Theros and one to Orin. <clears throat> okay, and then and we I can thought... talk about the other stuff later, but I just yeah, wanted I to think those in case those main... Yeah, in case those were to help us or anything. Okay, so you guys are at the door here. You have gone a little ways towards deciphering it. What are you going to do? I'm going to... I will. uh, Re-place those things in there. And the text that you had found said this. 
I I think I have it figured out. Oh, same. By the way, you're not yeah. red damage anymore, Justin. <laughs> huh? Oh, fair. Um, so yeah, gonna turn it towards the um the rock. I'm okay. saving a little bit of a waste back. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd give this a good 15 feet, y'all. <laughs> um, <clears throat> turn it towards the rock, then toward towards the metal bar. And then I'm thinking towards the crying face. Those are the three that I turn it towards. Okay. So you turn it, and it kind of locks into place in the in the rock, and then you turn it again, and it locks into place in the metal bar, and then you turn it again, and it locks into place on the crying face, and you hear an audible uh, click as a large, almost like a large metal beam has been moved and shifted out of place, and if you kind of slightly push, actually no, you slightly pull, uh, you feel you can open this door it's very heavy it's made of metal but you you're able to just nudge it open a little bit and uh with enough effort you are able to pull open these doors as i do so i uh i say excavator we're home oh it's not a very big room (laughs) and then i guess walk in uh uh actually hang on uh Maybe someone a bit more dexterous should go first. Uh, I will see what's there. Case is trapped. Um, he'll approach cautiously and kind of look for traps as he goes in. Okay. Roll a perception check. No. Oren has a horrible history of taking spears to the face. <laughs> this is true. Okay. So as this door opens and you're looking inside, you see a, a three-stepped riser fills most of this room atop which lies what looks to be a stone sarcophagus and it depicts a vaguely insectoid creature similar to the ones depicted in either of those other two statues that you've seen and as you're kind of stepping into the room looking around being careful to not trigger anything that you might uh, be stepping on you don't see anything immediately that can cause danger and you continue to step up and and within this sarcophagus this coffin lies what looks like the partially crystallized remains of an ancient four-armed insectoid creature and just by looking at it 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 seems like this thing could crumble at the slightest touch it is ancient And he can't. He has. He's probably completely lost. He's got no idea. Yeah, um, you see four lidless stone coffers placed around this raised dais. Are there any inscriptions anywhere? You don't see any other inscriptions in this room, but it does look like there's some some things still in these coffers. It looks like most of them have been opened and stuff has been taken out. Probably the troglodytes, or maybe the Darrow before them. People who came in here probably came out with some of the goods that must have been in here. Who knows what sort of immense riches might have been here originally. But it looks like there's still some stuff scattered in these four coffers. And I can just say, as you're looking in these, you notice 
uh, if you're ready to, to write down there. There's a list of stuff here. Yep. 115 copper pieces. 730 silver pieces. We're rich. Whoa. 335 gold pieces. Holy crap. Ooh. 10 platinum pieces. <gasps> wow. There are 14 amethysts, which uh, Oren is able to identify as being roughly 25 gold each. I mean, we're feeding oh, them to the crystal geez. guy anyway, but... Hold there are... I, oh, I, okay. Oh, uh, uh, Sorry, 25 times 14. That's 24 times 14. Oh, shoot. I can't do this on the fly. <laughs> 350. Okay. okay. Carry on. There are nine aquamarines, which also you can identify as being worth 30 each. Oh, geez. All right, 30 each. Okay. You see what looks like a, a small shield, a sort of buckler. You are able to identify that as a magical buckler. Uh, we will do spellcrafts in a bit. And you see two other items that I believe are uh, emanating magic and you see a belt made of interlocking jade plates that is also detecting as magic. Oof. So you guys can all roll more spellcraft checks to see how much of this stuff you're able to identify. So you said there were two other items, the belt and the shield, are those two items? Uh, no, the belt is its own thing. Okay, so I, two other magic items? Yeah, I'm looking up what they are so I can... There surely are magic. I'd say at least you were aiding Theros. So that's yep. good. Although I do want to inspect the thing in the tomb. Yeah, I figured that's what you're going to do. I had thought about rolling okay. my own, but I didn't say it. So we'll say that I'm aiding Theros. What do you okay. order? It's, it's going to be enough, I think, to identify these. So you find a plus one buckler. You find two... Uh, steadfast gut stones. Okay, two wow. steadfast gut stones. Gut stones, yes. I will, I will post their description in the chat because I've never actually really looked up these items either. And perhaps the most interesting of all of these items, which I imagine everybody is going to be very, very... Uh, interested in taking for themselves is a belt of mighty constitution plus two. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Mm. So that is a belt that once you wear it, it will increase your uh, constitution score by two. It's an enhancement bonus, so spells like Bear's Endurance won't stack with it, but it'll just give you a flat plus two while you're wearing it. That's awesome. So for constitution, that'll increase your hit points. It'll increase your... Um, fortitude save. It'll increase the number of hit points you can go down to before dying. It's a very important uh, stat to increase. I want that belt of incredible dexterity, though, when we stumble across that. But constitution is no joke. That That's what? Four extra HP for me, plus ooh, bringing that con up to a 16. What did what that do for everyone else? <laughs> I'm bring... <laughs> That brings so it's a plus two. Yes. Bring me up to eighteen. Oh, holy I'm building. Cow. I'm building tanky. Tanky. That'd, that'd be real tanky. You'd have to tanky be in the fray more for that. Get, oh, that's that's a lot. 
Real quick, you would also have noticed in the previous room, in one of the pouches, there was two doses of dust of appearance. Two doses of dust of appearance? Yes, and that was in the previous room with the troglodytes and stuff. Um, this will be relevant to Theros, I think. You may be inclined not to take the buckler, but I don't know if it... If, can druids use bucklers, question mark? I think, I think the buckler is made of metal. Yeah, they cannot. Oh, that's too bad. Bucklers are really would be really good if he could. Because they allow you to continue to cast spells even while you have one. You just temporarily lose yeah. your AC bonus while you're casting. Because you can use your hand still. You don't hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, alright. Um. Hold on, let me see. Plus one buckler. <clears throat> Is that uh, better than a heavy steel shield? A plus one buckler will give you a plus two bonus to your AC. Uh, that is probably the same bonus as a, as a heavy steel shield, but it is lighter and has it's more sturdy because it is magical. Um, so it, it, it will mechanically do basically the same thing for you. It'll just be lighter because um, bucklers start out at a plus one shield bonus. So this thing just brings it up to what you have, basically. But the armor check penalty would be lower, the weight would be lower, all that stuff. And you can cast spells with it, so. But you use a divine focus for most viewers, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Was there anything else standout-ish? It's basically the belt of constitution that we have to give to someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big thing, yeah. Don't uh, don't give it to Theros because it won't really benefit him as much as it would benefit somebody like Orin or Niari. You guys, yeah, the frontline fighters, right? Uh, what would that do for Niari? It's pretty much do the same thing for everyone, right? What yeah, would it, it would give the same bonus to everybody. Everybody would go up by four hit points basically and get a mm-hmm. plus one to their fortitude save because of how their con would increase. See, I don't really need the fortitude. My fortitude's at eight. Uh and Niari, what's you looking at? What? My fortitude would be six, seven. It'd be that seven. That would put me at 40 yeah. hit points. So it's six now. And so your con is the same as mine at 14? Yeah, my con's 14. So it would give me 46 HP. Ooh, wow. Which I'm just going to say, if I do all the things that I can do to get more damage, my AC could go down to 13. Oof. Oof. So the Blood Rager, you lower your AC to do stuff instead of lowering your HP. Like Well, because Rage right. and Enlarged Person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So when you become the Hulk, Basically, I become down. super easy to hit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a con wouldn't hurt, especially since Aiden spends a lot more time up front, but I am totally okay letting Niari take this one. I mean, I'm yep. fine with, with rolling off for it, though. Like, I, I don't think we need to ever shy away from that. That's true. We could just roll off for it. Sure. But I'm going to really want that belt of dexterity when that comes around. <laughs> That's well, you're really kind of the only one that would really utilize that, though. This is one that basically all of us could really utilize extra right. HP. No, Nobody mm-hmm. here is like, no, nah, I, I couldn't use four extra hit points. Man. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. And it's an extra HP every time you level, too, so it'll continue to benefit. I mean, and I think 
Aiden would want it is the other thing though too. Like in 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 character, he he wants it a lot for reasons. I didn't. I don't know if this would help, but if you allowed me to take the belt, maybe you could take these bracers. He'll nod without really looking you in the eye. But also, Oren, I know that this would benefit you as well, so I want to make sure that it's going to help the appropriate person. I don't want to be selfish. Oh, if you want it, have at it. Oren doesn't care that much. I don't care that much. Oren doesn't care that much. I do not think that you are selfish, Niadi. I think I have been selfish. I'm trying to hide a smile. Aiden doesn't smile, but Josh does a little bit. <laughs> That's Orange so funny. Just back to like kicking some dust on the floor, so looking down. Like... That's so funny for her to say. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I really appreciate that, Sarah. Thank you. And okay, Aiden, so you're okay with that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Aiden is equally like thankful to Niari, and um, in character, that also like he would be fine with that for other reasons. Okay. So you're giving him. What bracers? The bracers of archery lesser. Oh, those ones. Okay. Yes. Her divine her divine gift. I thought you were yes. talking about the bracers of armor, and I'm like, that's not going to help. <laughs> yeah, <him."> these bracers. <laughs> that's a scam. That's a scam. That would have been slick. It's like, I didn't say what bracers. <laughs> I definitely left that out on purpose. <laughs> Dude, I would play a lawful I would play a lawful evil character who just scams people all the oh time. Oh my gosh, that's too I, funny. I do want to, uh, man, when you were talking about like, gosh, you should run the Crimson Throne, I was like, Man, that would be fun, actually. <laughs> like, I don't have the time for it now, but like, it's in the back of my head that maybe, maybe if things get better. We can look at that because I would love to. Have I'm gonna party in the character. Take uh, that shield, unless anybody has an issue with that. Nope, have at it. I am not actually like I have a masterwork buckler right now, but I'm not going to be using it anymore. So that plus one shield is definitely better than my buckler but I didn't want that because I'm not going to be using it anymore what was it by the way that she gave me it was a bracers of archery bracers lesser. of archer, archery lesser yes so I need to figure out what is that what does that give what did that give me so I can make sure I'm taking it off a plus one on attack rolls okay no 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 oh, yo, the archery yeah I don't see where I even had that in my character I don't know if you hard-coded that into the weapon itself i thought i did or a buff i can see you making it a buff or also just completely forgetting i think i completely forgot or i'm pretty sure i had it on but then i was messing around with stuff in the last fight like in my haste to get buffs on and stuff so i may have just gotten rid of it and didn't mean to but it's my base attack bonus which is four plus my dex is two so yeah it's it wasn't on there to begin with okay Amazing. All right. Okay, so you guys have cleared out this room, and again, there's there's not a whole lot else in this room. There's just the crystallized remains of what must once have been a truly ancient creature, and the few remaining items that had not yet been taken away. What are you guys gonna do? Inspect the creature. Okay. You Is can, there any knowledge roll you can do on that? Try knowledge planes. Ah, balls. Yeah. I do not have a rank in that. And to be perfectly so, honest, 
even if I gave you the check, the DC is so high you'd never be able to hit it. <laughs> even if all of us aided and they rolled a natural 20. Oh, darn. Fall short. Well, should we go back and see what lies at the end of that tunnel? Suppose so. I will follow you all. All right. Awesome. Chiselhead, come help me. <laughs> <laughs> he gone. He dimension doored out of there. So you guys are going to slip through that uh, crack in the barricade? Do we have any down. idea how much time we were working with here? Like, well, it was an hour for you to do the thing, and let's say it was a uh, half hour-ish to check the rooms upstairs, maybe? Because you, you just did a quick... You didn't take 20 on any of those, so right. that so was just a quick enough. thing. So it's probably been an hour and a half total, so you still have a couple hours left. Right. Okay. We're, we're good on time. Cool. Because we also discovered... It's not like that puzzle door actually took any time. I mean, mechanically it did, because we had to distribute stuff, but like... You just hit a puzzle that you already knew the answer to. I got to be honest. We got to be feeling better knowing that, like, it's just wind. In the oh, tunnel. yeah. No, I didn't feel as good. Josh, can you get the music playing again? I can't get the bot to work. I can do my best. And while he's doing that, I'll just kind of say, so you guys kind of slip through this crack in the barricade, and it's it's big enough, basically, just for you guys to kind of shimmy through. Um and again, beyond that, you see the, the tunnel curves down pretty steeply, maybe goes to the side a bit. Um, how far are you guys continuing down this tunnel? Real quick, everyone uh, brace yourselves and maybe mute chat real quick before you can turn this down, because I'm going to try to get the other bot that's really loud. Okay. Oh, I was just going to have Groovy join. Yeah, that's what dark ambient music so how All does right. how does groovy work how do i add something to the playlist um so it's going to be a hyphen play whatever you want and for a full list of commands there you go ah oh, thank you and no, you can set up a whole queue the most useful tool is that you can actually change the order of songs so if you had a long queue you can be like add this song to position three in the queue oh uh, neat yeah so it has a little bit more functionality so we're going back yeah. up to the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are starting to starting to descend this tunnel. How far are you guys going? How f <laughs> well under the standard <laughs> measurements of Narmathus, um, I'm gonna go uh, thirty feet. So okay. six squares. <laughs> okay, so you continue going down this tunnel, and again it's it's angling down. And maybe to the side a little bit, then a little bit back, and it's it's a narrow tunnel. So I don't know how many video guy, videos you guys have seen of like cave delvers, like real cave delvers. 
not the big chambers or anything like that, but like the narrow tunnels that are almost like eerily shaped, just big enough for people to fit oh. through. It's like one of those weird things where it's like, it's like, I can just barely fit in there. It's like, there's no good reason why I should be able to fit in there, but I can type of a thing. Mm-hmm. It and, uncomfortably like urges you forward too, because you get yeah. that feeling like, yeah, if you've ever done any amount of spelunking or if you've ever even crawled through a narrow space with your arms in front of you or like in any capacity where you're sideways. I've seen as go, above, so below. Thank you. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get to a point where you're like, I can't go back. Like, I don't, I have to just, I have to just keep going and see. Like, as you squeeze through something and you're like, mm-hmm. that was too narrow. Oh. I can't go the other way. So I'm sure like that's starting to, that feeling, even if it's psychological and not real, is probably something. I hear my breastplate like scraping against the, me- or yeah. the rock, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's not, it's not so bad that like you're right. afraid you're going to get stuck. I'm right. just saying it's, it's narrow. It's like, couple feet across at most you know Aiden is also trying to hide it but he's, he's beaming a little bit he he enjoys this like he, he really likes this kind of activity so yep and you go 30 feet and it looks like it keeps going I mean let's just roll the dice I go another 30 feet yeah okay, would you... okay you keep going and it keeps descending and you're going <laughs> deeper and deeper and I crack of... a joke <laughs> Who wants to take the lead now? You know, because, like, they can't get by me, so it's a joke, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and you continue going down, and sometimes it'll level out, sometimes it'll widen, sometimes it'll curve, but it keeps going for a ways. And you keep going down in this a couple couple <laughs> minutes, maybe, and Oren, you're, you're kind of given the lead here. Eventually, you can hear this moaning more, the wind picking up a little bit more, and as a dwarf, you know quite a bit about caves. You are, after a certain point, after a couple hundred feet going down this tunnel, you are almost certain this tunnel will eventually lead you into the Darklands. Excuse me? Say, can you say that one more time? This tunnel... I was distracted... But no. bot, did you just say this tunnel no. to the no. Darklands? No. It's in... not level four material. <laughs> that is like no. <laughs> I'll just read from the book. It says this cavernous tunnel continues for thousands of feet, twisting and turning down into the Darklands. That's bad. We're gonna have to like collapse this tunnel because what if stuff can come up through this tunnel from the no. darklands? Well, that's what no. you notice is that barricade there must have been erected to keep the larger, more dangerous creatures uh. of the darklands at bay, preventing anything uh. of of a certain size from getting through. Darndest thing! Don't know if I told anybody about that. Sarah, we keep going. I um. <laughs> I hate to tell you, I actually think like my metagame mind is telling me we were always supposed to make it to the caves. This was always supposed to happen, and this is where the story continues. Like book two is going to the dark. I'm not convinced of that. I do not think the Darklands are doable at this level. Auburn's gonna say something. She's gonna come over and she's like, Oh yeah, there's some magical artifact in there that you can go and you can get it, and it's gonna be really helpful. I promise. 
I have like a 30% amount of confidence. So I'm fairly positive this is going to go into the dark lands. You're pretty sure. And your knowledge as a dwarf, I imagine you would have a, a pretty good knowledge of how the dark lands works. The dark lands is split up into three distinct layers. The topmost layer is the one that most explorers, most probably dwarves even, most people on the surface of Galarian, when they say the Darklands, they're, they're referring to this topmost layer, which is known as Narvoth. N-A-R hyphen V-O-T-H. Narvoth. That is the uppermost layer of the Darklands. There's two layers below that, and the further down you go, things get weirder and crazier and far more dangerous. Um, so, knowledge of the drow is, like, out and about at this time, right? At this point, they have made their appearance, yeah. What what year is this again? This is 47... 47, 17. 17? Okay, yeah. So, in Rise of the Rune Lords, which we're doing right now, that takes place in 4707, and it's actually in that year that people, like, outside of elves came to know the existence of drow the dark elves yep which so it's kind of cool because like where we are in rune lords you know characters don't know that drow exist but you know we're 10 years later and we do the dark elves you know they're and, down there and Orin, the dark lands are i was i've been trying really hard to think of a good parallel but i haven't really been able to think of one but like the dark lands are like the the place that that dwarves hear in stories like they scare their children with these kind of stories the best example i could think of is like maybe in like the roman empire they'd say like not to go north into like the barbarian lands or something like that but even that didn't have the right sense to me it didn't really fit i was thinking maybe something like you know like in game of thrones where you've got like beyond the wall to the north maybe Right. Uh, there was one other example. That I was thinking I like of. Dragon Age. All right. So the, oh, uh, yeah. Where the the uh, what do they call those? Where the all the like bad yeah. stuff comes from? Yeah. Because that that's like underground, and like yeah. every so often things will come up from the from the yeah. underground. So a good way to explain it, though, in like fantasy terms, it's like a like a way line, like a the a, deep a, roads. Sorry, the deep roads. Yeah. Deep roads. Yep. That instead of like channeling mana or magic energy from another plane or something like that it's like a, a rift that opens right this is where demons and stuff spawn out of right no 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 the dark lands are just incredibly deep cavernous uh, tunnels. Gotcha, gotcha, there's gotcha. no extra like kind of well, there so might be no extra planar stuff if you go super far down but right it's mostly just the deep caves of galarian and yeah the deep roads is a very good example it's it's there are creatures down there that are not very well known because Again, even the gr- even some of the best explorers of the Darklands only really know about the uppermost layer. No, Sarah is is right. By the way, we have uh, I don't know what our characters would feel about this. I'm I'm hard. To, I'm struggling to get in that mindset. But I can tell you as a player, um, we are. It's like it's like in uh, it's like in Dark Souls when you open a door to go down the crypts first instead of the other way and you go mm, actually maybe i'm in the wrong spot and like, then you I'll, go, just, I'll just go fight pinwheel real quick and then you're like holy crap to get to right. pinwheel is the most terrifying thing right so then you think maybe i'll go through the undead parish instead and <laughs> you, you go about the game as intended i uh, think 
in game, I kind of expect that Orin would have grown up learning about the Durgar, the Dark Dwarves, and them being in the Darklands. And I mean, he probably would know that it's no joke and that four yeah. of us wouldn't stand a chance or five of us wouldn't stand do, a chance down there. But maybe there's I a spirit any, adventure there, yeah. Well, do I have any knowledge about whether this might potentially be a way to reach Kragadon? Um, say no, I mean, Jason. I know, Please say no. I know no. it's really far away, but like through this tunnel, could Kragadon be reached? I would say you... You wouldn't know. Okay. Uh, because the Darklands are extensive. Right. So you can get to a lot of places from them, but you don't know exactly if this particular access into the Darklands is necessarily connected to an, an access up to, to Kragadon or not. But and if it is, you don't know if maybe that's been blocked off in any way. You... Okay. You could maybe assume that, but I don't think you could know for certain because right. that is very, very far away. Right. But clearly, there's a chance. What comes up into my head? Could we get behind enemy lines, like pop up, like travel underground for a very extensive amount of time, and then come up somewhere that? Oh man. See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I mean, I mean, I can, I can use a dwarf army right about now. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's the last thing on Nayari's mind is it's not, it's not it's like, not. hey, let's suddenly join the conflict. It's no, it's not on Aiden's mind either. Sheer, but. We need to get these people in here and safe. I don't want to join some war. But I want to go home. <laughs> so what don't is worry, Orin... I promise, Orin, that we'll get you back to Kragadon. I, would say, I, would I say, believe you, so I'll take you on that. <laughs> say, what, is, what is Orin's explanation of this? Like, as we've been going for, like, what, five, ten minutes, not even that far in. Not really. And so, then you <clears throat> sense that this is much, much deeper. So right about the time I get the sense that this is leading towards the, the Darklands, you know, I'm gonna just abruptly halt moving and just, we need to, we need to go back now and just, like, start kind of shoving whoever's next to me back <laughs> the direction we came. Um... And I'll just say, when we get out of this, I'll explain and just shove them towards back towards the other entrance, not going any deeper in. Just... All right, I didn't won't protest to that. Yeah, especially since Orin's the one. Orin is the one that has wanted to just keep exploring these caves. If he's like, right. nope, if nope, he, yeah, every cave. Knows, if he's <laughs> like, done. nope, then it's time <laughs> to go back the direction right. we came. So then, yeah. Jace, that's what we do. We'll go back. We'll finish, mechanically speaking. We'll take a 20 on every room. We'll grab the bodies. We'll start, like, channeling them out and, like, use the remaining hours that we have left before we want to get going back to camp to clean this place out. Sweep it up. Find it. Sweep yeah. it up. Make it look <laughs> home ready. No, there wasn't Bleach a the blood off the floor and walls. <laughs> Is that a blood stain? Guys, no, we no, found no, this no. empty cave. Like, yeah, we was, totally didn't commit genocide. That was there, like, decades ago. You can tell it's an old stain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust us. We're the experts. We are, we're the heroes of Fandar. What, what accusations are these, you know? And that's, that's how we'll play it. Okay. So, yeah, if you take 20 in each of the rooms, I'll just go down the list of anything that you guys missed. Um... In the room with the forge, uh, there was a a DC twenty perception check to notice a plus one light steel shield 
Hmm. Now that um, might be better than the buckler. I'm like, be, wait a minute. That might be me- better. It's it's mechanically kind of the same as the buckler. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Um, as you go up to the top cavern level, uh, in the room with all the bones, a DC 22 perception check. There were a couple things stashed away, hidden beneath the bones that you didn't know, you didn't find before. There's a silver locket containing a braided length of blonde hair. The locket is worth 25 gold pieces. Okay. You find two <laughs> plain platinum rings worth 50 gold pieces each. <clears throat> Go ahead and put those in Orin's uh, inventory, please. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, go ahead and put those in Orin's inventory, thanks. Okay, so those are 25 each? 50 each? Uh, 50 gold each. Yep. You find a battered wooden flute in a silver and velvet case decorated with mums and cypress. Silver... Uh, silver velvet? So the flute itself you is worthless, but the the silver and velvet case is worth 125 gold pieces. Alright, we'll just call it a set. And oh, the man. last thing in that room you notice is a Pearl of Power 1. The first Ooh, first level man. Pearl of Power. Ooh, it's so What's good. that mean? Uh, oh, I always forget. So, <laughs> uh, a Pearl of Power allows you to basically recast one of, in this case, your level 1 spells as if you had prepared it. Uh, it takes five minutes to attune. Uh, uh, tuning isn't a thing, I don't think. Not not a tune. It's it does take five minutes to do something. Though, it takes basically. a standard action to yeah. basically reprepare a slot. Right. So, so if you, you had prepared, yeah, if you had prepared bark skin, and you used it, and you just needed bark skin again, you could spend an action to get bark skin prepared, bark skin prepared again, and then cast it on the next turn. It's not terribly good in combat, but it allows you to basically get a spell back, and it it helps with uh, longevity. That's cool. and it's funny because the text of the Pearl of Power says, you know, it was a potent aid to all spellcasters who prepare spells. In parentheses, clerics, druids, rangers, <laughs> paladins, and wizards. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a I'm gonna take a step back from that because that's useless for me. Let's give that to to Orin so that he can do the channel energy more. In case we need healing, I think it would be more the cure light wounds. He would cure light wounds. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the level. Um, a pearl of power is useful to or in the most, and then I didn't. It only helps. Normally, I only get one spell. This would let me get two, but I'd only get one. Like I'd only get one prepared spell anyway. So it's not like I gain a whole lot of versatility yeah. from it. it you could only reprepare the same spell. I think. Yeah, it's the way it works. I just I was just reading it, um, but yeah, it uh, it definitely makes sense for Orin. Druids, it would work for, but Orin's like ability. does it only work once? No, once per day. Yes. Oh, so it's a continuous item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You I'll have basically gained a spell slot. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And yeah. I mean, it also would be useful for Theros because of Barkskin. He'd be able to cast that more than True. once a day True. for a little AC boost. It's but... most beneficial to anyone who would want to cast the same spell multiple times. So Barkskin, for example, is a better spell, in my opinion, to use it on than Cure Light Wounds because we have other methods of healing. We don't have other methods of giving him that huge natural armor bonus. Do you know what I mean? However, so... 
Orin now has access to a spell he's been wanting to use that could be useful when cast multiple times. Correct. I don't know what's on what you have or what you've got. So basically, it's it's most beneficial to somebody who wants to use the same spell more than once. That's why like uh, Magus, Magus, those people pick it up all the time because they love to sling their level one spells. It just depends. Yeah. Okay. And you guys gonna roll for it or just give it to one of the two of you? Yeah, do you just wanna do that, Andrew? You just wanna roll for it, bud? Um uh Theros character would just let Oren take it. <laughs> you say that about every magic item. Well he, he doesn't <laughs> right? he doesn't really care much for possessions either. I know Oren doesn't either, so it really kind of is like a clash yeah. of the No you have it. No, 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 you clash have it. Of, no, you passivity. Where yeah, it's like, no, 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 I insist you all right, take if, it. Neither of them like that, material, think, so we'll just roll for it in that, that regard. Yeah. Well, well, we'll just roll for it because neither of us really care for material possessions, so we'll just, yeah. Right. What do we roll? A d20. Just roll a d20 and whoever rolls highest gets the thing. Or lowest, we could say, because it's funny. Oh, <laughs> wow. You had literally well, just... nothing to beat, and you got a three. I love it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, excuse me, I'm a wizard now, as she tells everyone now that she's a wizard. I'm glad we got those uh, low rolls out of the way. <laughs> me too. Excuse me, I am not a wizard, okay? Yeah, so I'm a blood sorcerer. Yeah, she's a banker. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, she, no, works, no, no. she works at a banking institution. No, 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 no. Kidding. No. no. Okay, so it looks like Oren gets the pearl. Aren't you basically a horrified teller, Sarah? Isn't that basically what you do? Like, just count and read money and talk to people? Like, I yo. used to be a member service representative. I was never a teller. <laughs> so, what happens next, Jason? Uh, the last yeah, thing is a real fight. <laughs> the last thing is in that room with the cave fishers, that pool of uh, congealed algae and all that, the kind of like small ecosystem that had arisen from that. Uh, you're taking your time looking into the pool a little bit, and you can see what looks like the remains of three troglodytes at the bottom of the oh. pool. Uh, and they've got like their javelins and all their stuff in there, they're just barely visible. Uh, beneath all of this uh, muck. But you also notice what looks to be like maybe a halfling in robed uh, clothing down there. And one of you maybe like kind of wades in and kind of dives down. It's about 10 feet down. Um, But you go to the bottom of this pool and you pull up a, uh, a couple things here. So there is an iron coffer that is filled with 120 gold pieces. Ooh. There is another wand that you'll have to identify. There is... Oh, okay. A wand made of steel and decorated with engravings of helms and breastplates. It's a very fancy wand. Oh, wow. Um, you, uh, with your perception checks, if you just take 20, uh, you'll eventually also notice uh, there is a skeleton of the coffer's previous owner, um, now lichen-encrusted and almost impossible to see, but you're able to just find it. And this skeleton is still wearing a belt of fine gold links. It is also magical. So you've got a wand and some kind of belt of golden links. That you can identify. 
I feel self-conscious when you're just reading off like that and I like I'm just listening so I zone out and don't look at anything and I look over and I see myself on the camera I'm like oh man this just looks so bored but that's not the case <laughs> just listening so Theros rolled one spellcraft you guys want to aid or roll your own I want to roll your own <laughs> that was an aid but I'm gonna roll my own Oh, yeah. a now. Hey. Oh. I know magic. I know magic. magic. DC twenty-three. Wait, seriously? It's an eighth-level item, so <laughs> oh, DC so shoot. fifteen plus eight. Yeah, DC twenty-three. Um, it oh, is boy. a belt of incredible dexterity plus two. <gasps> I'd I'd like to roll for it. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want and, to be a uh, dexterous. Nairi puts it on like a wrestler, so she's got just two belts. <laughs> just two belts. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the wand is a wand of mage armor with twenty-eight charges. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> that's good stuff. That's 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 big. That'll that'll help you it. out, Theros, buddy. Theros, buddy. I can. You guys can't cast it, but I can cast it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And All that right. is everything you didn't find. Wow, we didn't find a lot of stuff. Good lord. Yeah, for real. That that belt of incredible dexterity could have helped earlier too. <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys finished off the cave fishers and then just left the room real quick and I was like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean that, that was the mindset of the characters. Right. Was yeah, that like yeah. we'll come back and look later? Right. That's really oh, what it was. Yeah. Do we have time so to make it? Two to my decks from magic item, assuming that everyone's okay if I take that. I told you rolling off for it. I think I'm we kidding. need to roll off for it. I'm kidding. Iden's taking all the magic items. He's got the brazers of archery. He's got the ring of protection. Now he wants the belt of dexterity. <laughs> to, to be fair, the belt of dexterity would give Theros a boost to his AC. <laughs> That's... Josh is like, I hate you. <laughs> and and like, save. I, I, things you I, choose to be. There's no, no way I, Theros would I, wear a belt of gold links. That's not <laughs> happening. There's some bougie stuff right there. <laughs> really? So bougie. A whole new person. Right. So yeah, I'm fine with Iden taking that. Agreed. And Andrew, what were you saying before we interrupted you? Oh, I was just saying, um, at this point, do we still have time to uh, go back to camp? Probably won't make it the whole way, right? Uh, no, you, you, yeah, have, you have time. Uh, time. You're getting to the point where like, you have maybe half an hour left in this place before you have to really start heading out. Um, yeah, the only other things that to, to let you know is the crystals that are in all the walls. Uh, in one of the rooms, there's basically 50 gold pieces worth of crystals. Uh, hmm. The other one, there's 150 gold pieces worth. So the once you guys are like going through, you see that the uh, the creature, which at this point there's really no harm in just telling you what the creature is. It's known as a chrismal. Ooh. Um, and it what what it was planes to roll against it. Yep, it is an outsider. It's actually in the handouts now under the outsiders. But uh, that chrismal is uh, here. Let me just see if I can find his. He's just in this room, just hanging out. Hi. <laughs> oh hi hi. How you doing? Oh, oh hey hi. How you doing? Wow. But yeah, you guys can start making your way back to camp. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was a good haul. 
Um, I'm feeling really good. Thankfully, I didn't want to have to fight for magic items for a little while because he just got a big boost actually from all of that. Like, yeah, non insignificant is actually much more powerful now. <laughs> so that's really good. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was looking up chrismals. And now I think, now I think about it though too. Orin, you got an additional spell use yeah. per day. That's not yep. that's no joke. Um, Niari, you're a bit tankier. Uh, Theros, did you get anything? Not really. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's he, you took all the items. I mean, in a sense, though, he will get the wand of mage armor. So yeah, well, yeah the, I'll experience the effects of it. Right. Yeah. So for you, Andrew, because your your armor is a plus one right now, you won't get the full plus four that mage armor would give you, but you'd get a plus three to go up to the max of four. Yeah. So that and, and the nice thing is like the wand will probably be at the lowest caster level but major right, so lasts one, hour. one hour. hour per casting and you have yeah. 28 charges yeah so. so 28 individual hours of uh basically increasing your armor bonus uh from one to four mm-hmm. oh um i didn't do it but i would have while we were back in there i cast a spell by the way keen senses giving me a plus two on my perception while i was down there and increasing yep. the vision that i can see i meant to expend it and i didn't say that because mechanically that makes sense and i i kind of see that it's in like slowly drifting into magical affinity yep okay Cool. And then, so, Oren, real quick, you probably took the plus one light steel shield over the buckler. Oh, did I? Is there? A I, I don't know. I mean, um, there's no mechanical difference. I don't think buckler is probably better because it frees up your hand technically. Yeah, um, yeah, buckler is technically better from a very small, like, situational standpoint. It also just allows you more easily to hand wave things. Like, what? But your hand is holding a shield. It's like, no, it's not. It's free. <laughs> free? Yeah, so I'll just stick with the buckler. Okay. For now. The bracers of armor plus one, are those um metal? They won't help you. Oh. You could swap them out for the armor you're wearing and reduce your carry weight a bit, though. Yeah, you yeah, could do that. You could yeah. do that. Yeah. If you want if to take if off your armor. armor. If your armor's just giving you a plus one, then those bracers would also give you a plus one, but they basically weigh nothing. So. Barring GM approval, too, maybe Volus can wear them. No. <laughs> they, have, they have wrist slots, man. They have wrist slots. I just looked it up. But okay. If you say no and want to fight Paizo on it on unofficial responses from a few um, of the developers. Sure, I can, I can like, call that. Fine. Okay. You so can you take act like you're the god of this world or something. All right. So those will go to Theros. Nice. Nice, nice. Good armor stuff. Yeah. Plus one. You said? Yes. Armor, yep. Yep, so you can just change the verbiage from your armor to Do we the... find any additional provision points? Uh no, not you you found all of those. And what's the wow. weight on those bracers? Um it is well, I have please, them here. One, one pound. pound. Yep. Thanks. So yep. much lighter than armor. So now I'm scared to go back to camp. <laughs> well, let's get it over with. You guys are all beefed I up. I feel like it's been forever. Okay. It's been for us like four or five sessions since we've been back to camp. Let's do it, Jason. Okay. 
So you guys pick up camp and you get everything around and you make your way uh, back through the forest to the hunter's cabin and uh, you're able to get there with uh, a little bit of time to spare. Uh, You spent a couple hours exploring the caves, but you left in time that the rest of your movement will get you where you need to go. And uh, you make it back to camp and uh, the... uh, the person, the, everybody's still around. Uh, I guess we can move back to the camp uh, map here. Everybody's just kind of around doing their own thing, uh, either uh, mending any of the tents that might have gotten hit a little bit in the storm still, or uh, people might be coming back from their uh, their missions to go get their survival missions to get resources. And uh, we can figure out what they did that day uh, after this session um, who did what and when and whatnot. Uh, when you get back the only the only major incident is that one of the people who went out to get supplies did uh, their group did run into Gashma again one person was wounded uh, but they they are still alive but they will be out for a day um because they did, they did run into Gashmog and, it, and they come back and they kind of explain that from what they can tell Gashmog is getting more aggressive and he's coming closer and closer to camp. He must be migrating or something. Um, sure. So he is a bit of a threat out here in, in, this, in the cabins. Um, but other than that, nothing terribly eventful happened while you guys were gone, it seems. I told you all were scared for nothing. I think we're walking a fine line. It was, okay, it was four sessions short, but it was also one day, if I'm not mistaken. Like one so night. Big, huh? Yep. And as yeah. you guys arrive at camp, Auburn kind of uh, somebody runs and gets Auburn. Auburn comes in and greets you. She says, "Well, it's good to see you again. I didn't know how long you guys were going to be gone exploring those caves. Did you find anything? Uh, was it a successful journey or?" What uh, what news do you have? Uh, we have a place for you to stay. That is what we accomplished. Good, good. I'm sure everyone here will be relieved. Is it? Uh, it's big enough for all of us. He nods. Good, good. And it's defensible. We can. We can hold it if we need to. It's not out in the open like this cabin or the tents have we've had. Shakes She's not. She says, "Good. That's that's very good news. That's very good news." Uh, so, is it safe there now? Could we start heading over there maybe tomorrow or something? Or do you have something else planned? What's the what's our next steps? We have our own business that we need to attend to. We made a promise to Niari. There's something we must do. But we will take you there first, I think. We will set out tomorrow, I think. And he looks to the group. We are in agreement. Then we will guide you tomorrow. Tell everyone to make camp and pick things up. And we will go. She nods. She says, All right, I'll I'll spread the word. And then she kind of puts a hand out onto your shoulder. And she says, You've done good. He kind of like puts his hand on hers and is like, I think brighter days may be in our future. And he'll go tend to other things that he has to do. 
Okay. Anything specific that you guys want to do at camp for the rest of the day? There's maybe an hour or two left before nightfall. I don't think so. Other than just giving all of these provision point <laughs> provision yeah. points to Jet, basically yeah. like dumping like bags of meat in front right. of her. I have twelve for her. On uh, yeah, I think, and then maybe yeah. So we have a total of um, fourteen and twenty. Yeah, I have three on me. Yeah, we you kept tally of the total though, right, Sarah? Yeah, yep. Okay. We I just tallied them all together. I just put them all in the camp, so it's twenty that yeah, we can I'm add gonna, to yeah. our NPC chart. Remove okay. my inventory though. Thank God, thirty freaking pounds gone. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, in <sighs> twenty for me. <laughs> yeah, so you guys can offload. Yeah. yeah, you guys can offload all of that stuff there, and uh, they will start getting around setting up so that they can carry everything with them the next morning. So there is one thing that I want to do, Jace. Um, I want to repurpose one of my existing pouches or belts or something on my person uh, into what would mechanically be a spell component pouch. Um Obviously, I can't find a store. <laughs> it is a, but it is a gold piece item, and so I was hoping that maybe we can just get a leather pouch somewhere in camp. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I would say that Jin Varric would could help craft one of those. Yeah, that'd be great. Jin's the I man. Mean, he's only got one hand left, but. Yeah. He's he can at the very least he would help be able to direct you on how to do it and make a good one. So I would say so with the leather tools and all that. I'll assume because it's only like I said it's five gold. So assuming we can track by day, I think he could finish one. So we'll yeah. assume like I repurpose one of them, and that's what I'll do. Yeah, you can see he's starting to just he's he's starting to try to get used to having only the one hand. Like he's got some carvings that he's trying to work on, where he just kind of like holds it in place with his arm and maybe against his leg or something like that and tries to carve with his one hand and he's starting to try to get as dexterous as he can with what he's got I think uh, Aiden will, will maybe even say to him it's like I find what you do very inspiring Jin your sense to not give up I admire that as he's like teaching him like what to do and, and how to craft it and that kind of thing and he kind of just maybe sighs a little bit and he says I don't think it's much about not giving up as far as I know I was I was ready to give up there for a moment but once once these warriors and he kind of nods towards the three people who made it back from the the bridge says once they return to us I I felt that I'd gained everything back. As long as as long as Theros is okay, I don't quite care what happens to me. Well, I care. But I also have to say I am very grateful for what you have done. Our success is in some way due to you. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, but I I don't know if I'd go that far. I I'm just a just an old man at this point. Just doing what I can to help. 
That is what we all do. Do not sell yourself short. Then, you know, just more similar pleasantries. Maybe he makes a, an opera, a rude hand joke or something. I don't know. <laughs> a rude oh, hand joke. Well, unintentionally, he'll probably like, oh, I'll offer a hand. I mean, I, do you need a you. hand? <laughs> like, do you need, you need a hand, hand for that? I'll, I'll help you is what I mean. <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, you're quite handy. But uh, <laughs> gets to know Jin a little bit better. He's it's been an NPC that Biden hasn't interacted with yet. So Theros would also want to check in on his dad real quick and ask him a question. So uh, he would he would come in after Aiden had you know, <laughs> spoken with him and. Yeah, maybe Aiden's still there trying to sew the leather for a little while, not doing anything helpful. <laughs> um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll ask his father how, you know, my father, how are how are you faring these these days? Oh well, I'm I'm doing as best as I can. I I'm starting to get used to it, this situation. I think it's what's left of my arm has started to heal up pretty good. It's not quite as painful as it used to be. I I think I'm getting the hang of things here and he kind of motions to a couple like wooden carvings that he's done and he says they're not quite as detailed as they used to be but I think maybe I'll get back to that at, at some point. Maybe a, my skill will return. Who knows? I I would like to be of more use to my companions. I've as you know, I've never been too good with other people and working together. I, I like to I like my time alone. I'm not sure how to ask this, and he kind of awkwardly kind of changes his stance a little bit, and it's like, how how did you understand that you fell in love with my mother? I. I, f I feel like I've heard and I'm trying to understand my companions and I believe one of them has feelings for somebody here in the camp and I don't know how to help. Is... is how, how do you show love to someone? He says, well, that's... Uh, that's quite the question. It's a lot of memories there. Uh... I think I've told you this before, but I, I met your mother after she had run afoul of some creatures. She had been a member of the Fox Claws. I've told you this. And uh, she was quite the woman of action there. And uh, one day one of her hunts went a bit awry, and I stumbled across her, and... Well, I'm sure... Well, maybe you you haven't quite experienced it yourself out out there all alone. <laughs> we did it! Yes! Yes! <laughs> we did it! We got him! We did it! We did it! Reddit. For we those of it. you listening in the podcast, Sarah wrote in the chat or in times Theros. Yes, for those of you listening to the podcast, go check out the video version on YouTube. <laughs> Continue, Jason. Uh, um. <laughs> I love that we yeah, I wasn't even, 
I wasn't looking at the chat. It's just that I saw you. I was looking at your pictures. Oh. And all of you guys kept like laughing about it. And so I was like, oh man, there's something. And so like, at the corner of my eyes, I saw that last one. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it got you. It was over then. <laughs> the secret look yeah. of the camp. Eros has noticed. It's his own. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes into the, the story. He's probably told you before about, you know, he, he found your mother. She had been injured in, in a, a fight against a, some kind of monster, the fox claws. One of the things that they often do is they hunt like the larger monsters and creatures that kind of harass locals. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had kind of been injured a little bit and he helped care for her. He was out gathering herbs and he brought her back to Feindar and helped uh, helped to address her wound. And it's a very, the story, the way he paints the story uh, it's very much like a, a love at first sight kind of a thing. And uh, that's probably how he just pictures it, though, um, with all his nostalgia and all of that. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll go through that story and he'll give you a little bit of advice about what he did and whatnot. But Yeah, what kind of advice does the old man give in the, the game of modern dating and love? <laughs> I mean, I'm literally, say? I'm literally the last person you asked. <laughs> no, 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 it's not you. It's Jin. Remember, we're role playing. I oh. know it's Jin, but this is so out, out of my my wheelhouse. <laughs> I love it. Well, then, wow. th- in the middle, Theros would be like, "Well, does this same instruction apply to dwarves? No reason for that specific detail, just." Out of curiosity. Aiden's <laughs> uh, laughing as he's trying to get this Zoe thing going. Oh, does it apply to dwarves? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid I, I haven't the faintest idea how it, how it works with dwarves. I know that they're a, they're a stubborn and, and brunt bunch. Uh, I don't know if they'd quite uh, do things the same way that I did. They're not quite as sensitive and delicate as I. Stubborn and blunt, like by the gods, they are in love with each other. <laughs> kind of think to himself, kept remembering the conversation Nayari was teasing Orin about because in his mind, he doesn't really understand that she was just teasing him. He thinks she was serious at the whole thing because he, he doesn't pick up on a lot of that. Uh, are you sure Theros just isn't into Orin? I mean, I, I can roleplay that, man. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. I'm pretty oh, sure I have you too... in real life, so it's fine. Theros... I can play oh, man. Through. That's amazing. <laughs> Theros is too far departed from like any kind of feeling like that to to, to be interested in people. Um, He's uh, too in tune with nature. Or it's on the other hand, Justin, you might want to be careful about. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. So okay, once he has that information from his father, he'll thank him and just kind of awkwardly walk out of the the building, just trying to think about everything he just processed. Assuming I didn't overheard parts of that, I think that it kind of strikes him as humorous. And, uh, you know, he's thinking, like, I don't know, the types of love that there are. And he's thinking about his companions and trying to make sense of the feelings that he has for his friends now and for Auburn and for the people of Feindar and for having a lack of a blood family. Um, He's just thinking about that as he's kind of just quietly sitting with Jin as he's working away and laughing at Theros a little bit in his head and just that's what's going through his mind. 
Yep. Listen here, tree boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are there any other final moments before the night comes? Uh, I don't if, think so. No. I don't think so. If not, then you guys spend the rest of the day kind of pre-prepping the, the move. And night comes and you all take your watches again. Uh, you can all roll perception checks during your watch. I assume it's now that you guys are in camp, you four are the ones doing the watch, not the Yes. Not the people here. As one by one, you guys are kind of keeping your eyes out, looking around, making nice. sure that making sure that Gashma doesn't. I come. see a white. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, if we find an elemental approach, everyone is more likely to notice. Or a magical can... beast for me. If it is a magical beast against Gashma, I do get a bonus. I don't believe he is a magical beast. And where to find Cashma or the uh, cat, I would get a plus two. It, it reminds me, I just got to oh. that point of the GCP where, where, where poor Joe is like, oh, and it's a plus two if it's this, and a plus two if it's that, or a plus four if it's that. And Joe would be like, yeah. uh, that's going to get annoying real fast, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. Troy's like, that's enough of that. Just, I'll, I'll look at it. Does anything <laughs> happen while we're all sleepy? Uh, you're all, you all take your turns. Um, keeping your your ears open i don't know if you know you guys kind of like have a seat set up right outside the main door so you can kind of look at the tents as best as possible there's tents all over the place so you know um you don't hear anything come or go you don't see anything uh in the night you don't see like a white just kind of pop up and stare at you or anything thank goodness um good and the night ends and the morning comes and uh as everybody's getting up and starting to tear down their tents and prepare to move uh i want everybody to roll another perception check real quick before we i was just thinking at this level if one of us had gotten a negative level do you know how awful that would be like naira was so excited to get magic and then to get a negative level and suddenly no more magic that would be so sad. Oh, that would be awful. Super perceptive. Okay. I love that you guys rolled lower than Theros, who rolled a natural one. <laughs> yeah. I have eleven points in perception. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty funny, though. Oh my gosh. Remember, okay. thirteen against magical beasts. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> For the last time. And where to find them? And where to find them? And where it's so, everybody gets up, they start preparing, and Theros, Oren, Aiden, the three of you are distracted by helping out everybody else, trying to expedite this process as much as possible. But, Nayari, you wake up, you know, <laughs> half an hour goes by, and something's wrong. Something is very, very wrong. I swear to God, Jace. You're you have this 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 feeling. You can't place a finger on it. Something is wrong. It's gnawing at the back of your head. Something isn't right. And your 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 senses, your 
paying attention to everything you can. You're looking around, checking. You're like, is what is going on? Do you hear anything? Is is, is do you, all of your senses heightened? After a couple minutes, this sensation just growing worse and worse as time goes on. You realize that it's it's not anything you saw or heard that's giving you this feeling. It's something you didn't hear. You see, ever since you guys have been in the Fangwood, there's something that you've grown accustomed to, something that happens quite often every morning, something that you hear that at first it stood out to you, but it's been eight, maybe this might be the ninth day. It's been over a week that you've been out camping like this. And pretty much every day, you have heard this noise. And Nayari, the moment you realize what it is that you didn't hear this morning, a chill goes down your spine. Your blood runs cold. It drains out of your face. You go white as a sheet. As you realize in utter horror that not once this morning did you hear Sir Derhudwal introduce himself to anyone in camp. How dare you? I, Jace. How dare you? Jason I Whiting. Quit. I'm done. Don't you dare this, kill Sir, Sir No, this is it. This is it. I refuse to record this podcast any further. Andrew, cut the stream. We're over. <laughs> Mission failed. We're going home. He's gone. He's left the room. He's broken. Oh, God. Oh, he's coming back. It, it was a good bit. It was a good bit. <laughs> so, a little out of no, game bit I, here. I want to know. I want mm. a little out of game bit here. So, I don't know if I told all of you this or if I just told Sarah, but for a couple weeks now for like five sessions, six sessions, a long time, I have had something that I have thought about doing. And I've been going back and forth on how I wanted to do it because I knew you guys were going to hate it. No, hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about who it was going to be. I considered Jin. I considered Ilika. As the roleplay progressed over those weeks, it became clearer and clearer how it was going to go. And I knew you guys weren't going to like it. He's like, I want it to hurt the most. (laughs) I want it to be like the biggest punch in their gut. And so, Nayari, you're there and you suddenly realize exactly what it is that you didn't hear that you expected to hear and that's why everything felt so so wrong what do you do i wanted to end on a happy note this week jace because we had just gotten back and we were talking to everyone and we found a place to stay and we had leveled up and we had got really strong and i just wanted it to be done <sighs> do i know which tent he would usually sleep in yeah i go and i look the tent you go up to Sir Tehudwal's tent, and the the front is draped closed. Uh, 
You kind of call out for him, maybe. No response. You peel back the curtain. Curtain. The front flap of the tent. And you look in, and you can see the back of the tent, there's a cut. As if something, like, broke into the tent. And there's a splash of blood inside and then drag marks leading out from the back of the tent into the forest. He he failed his fortitude fortitude save and his his perception check. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had you guys roll perception. Who is the closest of our group to me? Like, I don't know where everybody is. They're probably all within sight. They're helping people around with tents and Yeah, maybe, maybe roll a D3 if you just it looks, it looks like they haven't even noticed that anything's wrong. You're the only one, it seems, that has realized yeah. what's gone on. Everybody's very distracted about the prospect of going to the caves and a safe place. Yeah. And such. Let's go in order of pictures. So Justin, Andrew, and Josh. So Oren, Theros, and Aiden. One, two, three, just like that. So she sees Oren first. All right, she's going to walk hastily over to Oren. Oren? Morning, lassie. I need you to get Aiden and meet me at Sir De Hoodwell's tent, please. I'll explain I love that man. Just a minute. <laughs> and then... <laughs> She will go and find Theros and say, Theros, I need you I need you to quietly come with me for a moment. And then like as casually as she can like face white as she like trying to keep the horror off her face, trying to keep from like getting sick. <laughs> she leads them back to Sir DeHoodwall's tent and will say I need you all to remain calm but I think Sir DeHoodwall is dead in his in his tent? I don't know something got him last night he's not there there's drag marks out the back we should have followed whatever cut Sev. I think it's back. And it's picking us off one by one. Alright, so I'm going to take a look at the blood stain. Like I'm seeing this as like just quick glance at the blood stain. Does it look like there was a struggle or anything? Like from like from what I can tell, is the tent ruffled or does it look like he was killed in his sleep and dragged off like kind of situation? It looks like it was in his sleep. Does that tell me how much blood there is? Like, could he still be alive? It's a substantial amount. And it looks like it had kind of splashed or spurted onto the side of the tent. In an unprecedented moment, Aiden is going to attempt to take charge here a little bit. He's going to be like, we can't draw attention to this. I will follow these tracks as far as I can go. Everyone else pretend you saw nothing. Orin and Theros, make sure there's nothing here in the tent and begin tearing it down like we're just cleaning up. 
Aiden, I think that is a bad idea. We can't do this You cannot again. go by yourself. I, that is, I, I will not allow it. I'm not going to fight anything. It doesn't matter. You may choose not to fight it, but if you, f- if you stumble upon it, it could fight you. We are better together. You guys told me this in the caves. You told me that we must stay together. I have made a lot of mistakes, but I am trying, Aiden. All right, then we go go today. Then we go together, right now. And uh, he'll start following the tracks and won't wait. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We'll go after him. Yep. <laughs> wow. Oh my surreal. goodness. Horn was not gonna do the whole like, yeah, let's let's like hide it, yeah, again from the rest of the group. Like they're gonna start noticing that more people are missing from what is already a small group of people. Right. So we've got Yeah. Do we shout to Auburn they... that we're going, or are we just like peace? Yeah, uh... do you guys do anybody know? <laughs> yeah, like we told them to tear down camp and prepare to move out, like I will I will I... run over to Auburn and I will say in a low voice Auburn, we have a situation like with Zeph. We need you to keep everyone calm and stall for as long as you can. We're going after it. We cannot allow this to keep happening. We'll explain more when we get back, but this is something that we have to do. Please do not let this leak out right now. We will let everybody know when we're back. She nods, and before you leave, she puts her hand out. She says, Whatever it is, whatever it is you find... I want you to kill it and bring it back so we can show everyone that it's done. Because once they find out, they're not going to be able to rest until they know for sure. That's our plan. Wish us luck. Okay. And so, with a series of 25... 27... (laughs) (laughs) two 25s and a modified 27 Um, oh hang on let me let me aid oh sure you know who knows how tricky it is to find a dragged dead body curse there you go guys you got one yeah okay you guys are able to follow the drag marks very easily. <laughs> I thought you said dragon. <laughs> it's like, no. we changed our minds. <laughs> you, you follow the ancient black dragon. <laughs> nope. Sorry, Dunwald. <laughs> this is one fight that we're, we're not... Um, <laughs> gonna my, last, my last words to Dunwald were, yes, Dunwald, I understand the aesthetic measurements for Neuronis. <laughs> I put the increments. I was not born yesterday. That was my, that was my last words to Dehudwal. And going a couple hundred feet into the forest, you eventually track down a pile of leaves. And as you kind of spread them away, it's very similar to Zeph. You find a body. And it is very clearly Sir Dehudwell's body. The head is missing. It looks like the neck. There are 
jagged marks as though somebody was like sawing or hacking off the head and we didn't notice last night with our perceptions as we were on watch you did not And he is very dead. And with those survival checks, you can see it looks like somebody tried to kind of cover their tracks, but you can very faintly see a a set of what looks to be maybe footprints going deeper. Yes. Going deeper, deeper into the forest. Also, they're bipedal? Yeah. What's the name of the the man that was the traitor? Edrin. Edrin. Yeah, do they look human? Like human feet? Like boot prints or like footprints? They they look like heavy boot prints. Okay. Okay. Which could be Hobgoblin. Iden points in the direction and is moving. He's trucking it, man. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you will join us again for the next adventure. If you would like to follow along live, please join us on YouTube, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mildly Heroic. We will see you next time. <laughs>